0: Hey, yo, welcome to another edition of 43.6, the sports podcast that you always wanted. I'm Dustin Perry and I'm joined by James Key. Hello, James. What up? And Maddie Key. Hello, Maddie. What's up? We have a packed show for you today. We're going to talk about a lot of sports. We're going to talk about some things that don't have anything to do with sports because that's what you get here on 43.6. Thank you for subscribing on all the podcast platforms, and also over on YouTube. Make sure you go to YouTube and type in 43.6 and subscribe there. We would greatly appreciate it. Hit the notification bell, hit all those things, hit likes on all the episodes. We greatly appreciate that. Today's episode is episode 21. It is brought to you by Now Your Treasures, but we will talk about them a bit later. But first, on this episode, we're going to be talking about baseball fan etiquette. A big preview of the NFL season that is a mere days away from starting. Our boy CM Punk is in the news, and we have top fives. And today, based on some feedback of something that I had said last week, our top five today is going to be top five chip flavors, which goes hand in hand with the NFL, as though I'm sure everyone is going to be sitting on the couch watching all the football this season, all the Not just the season, but specifically this weekend, and usually there's a bag of chips to accompany this sort of occasion, so we're going to get you set for the NFL season, not just with our picks and our potential Super Bowl winners, but also with what you should be eating while watching NFL football. But first, before we get to all that, uh, I want to hear what you guys have been up to. It has been a week since we have gathered around these microphones, and I'm sure there's something that has happened in the past week in your life, and I would like to hear about it, James.
1: There, I, uh, it's, as you know, it's the first week of school, um, and my daughter is going to her first day of school, so she's excited. Uh, I, I feel like they're gonna have to like <laughs> escort me away from the school, probably. Um, it's like that sounds bad. I probably shouldn't have said that. That sounds terrible. Yeah. You sound creepy. That did sound <laughs> really good. <bad>. You're, you're <laughs> is school. what you meant to say. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it's not just different for the kids from the pandemic going to school. It's different for the parents too, right? Because you spend all this time with your kid. It's kind of hard to to see them off into the world a little bit. So, uh, how, like, and I mean, I work. So, it's like mathematically, it's really no different. Um it's just the idea that she's not with family she's kind of like yeah like out in the world you know so took her to chuck e cheese on sunday to kind of give her like a, a one last cool thing of the summer like you know hey keep her spirits up just you know we have tried to stay excited about school and she's been excited about it but you know did the chuck e cheese gimmick and i i think i played more games than she did um Ski trying ball? to sorry Ski ball No, man. We gamed the system on this one game that's like a claw, and it goes into the water, and it grabs, like, it's supposed to be gold, but they're different colors and different sizes, and then it brings it onto a tray and weighs it. And if you get over a certain weight, they give you 100 tickets, um, okay. where most games give you an average of 10 per play. So we found this game, but on and there's four claws, and the, the things go around the water, right? The one claw we found was way more open than the rest of them, so we were just cleaning up on tickets. And I thought, like, if, if I had dedicated my time to that when I got there, I would have got all the big prizes, for sure. So, game the system of Chuck E. Cheese a little bit.
0: So, I, I think it's worth noting, just because I typed in Chuck E. Cheese into Google and hit search this area as I, like, scrolled out of Ontario. And there's, like, one, two, three, four, five, like, seven locations from here to Cleveland. So, <laughs> if you're not aware of Chuck E. Cheese, it's, like, this really... Um, I mean it was awesome when we were kids I don't know James now you've been there as an adult If your opinion has changed But it's basically an arcade With animatronic mice Who like sing no, a song and There's a there's guy, in the there. suit,
1: guy in the suit now Oh there's no no more animatronics anymore
0: No um, Five Nights at Freddy Killed that, <laughs> oh, that makes
1: sense. No I think there's There's animatronics at the one at Shepard We went to the one in Vaughn And there was no animatronics just a video screen And then the, the guy dressed as Chucky comes out Chucky e. Cheese not Chucky the doll comes out and like celebrates, blows the candles out with you, delivers pizza, like it's a whole thing.
2: So your Chuck that's, Cheese pizza, good or bad?
1: Uh, if you don't like Little Caesars, you're not gonna like Chuck E. Cheese. They're basically the same. Um, but my kid wants to have a birthday there now, so that's heads up. That's where we're having her birthday. Is Chuck E. Cheese? Okay. Um, and then that I'm night gonna, on I'm Sunday, I
2: rock so many kids at some of these games. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go full compete mode.
1: Dude, there were parents playing all over the place. Like, I'm pretty sure. And it's probably some I didn't even see with a kid. So it could be <laughs> that they were just like, this is a fun Creepers. day out for me. Um, but then that evening, uh, I went to my first ever TFC game. Um, nice. Well, not nice. Uh, I was 10 no. minutes late because the traffic <laughs> downtown was absolute fucking garbage. And wait, well, actually, okay, i yeah, We back. talked about this last week. guys, oh, no, no, the no, no, following you, up from last week. No, no, no. I'm going to take that back. <laughs> The traffic getting to Wellington and Strawn was fine. Then uh, there, okay, first of all, trying to make the left on Strawn from Wellington, and everything would have been fine, except this guy in a taxi hit a bunch of black dudes in a Tesla. So...
2: Was that the picture you sent me?
1: No, that's a different... I'll get to that after. So... (laughs) everything's backed up because these number one anyone who owns a tesla freaks out if you touch it the wrong way let alone hit it right like freaks out you look at a tesla the wrong way it's like cat calling a woman in 2022 like it's absolute freak out not and then there's five black dudes who are losing their mind on this on this guy uh this taxi guy so they're holding up traffic so i have to go around them in the other lane making a left turn then take a right onto East Liberty because, you know, got to park somewhere. Walk to the the grounds and everything's bad. There's a guy just lying in front of a car. Just lying in front of a car. I shared a picture of it. I'm not going to put it up today, but there was just a guy just lying in front of a car.
2: Wait, I'll, post, I was like, the, so, I'll post it in the Discord for you, Dustin,
0: as he tells I mean, the story. Okay, so wait. So you parked on East Liberty, I assume probably near local in that like little... So
1: I went to go to the, the Green Pea that's near bar, local, packed. Right. <laughs> so it takes, it takes two seconds to get into that parking lot, 15 minutes to get out, because everybody's trying to find a spot and then gives up. I ended up parking at the Metro, because for four hours, it was only $11. I'm like, this makes way more sense. So, right. That's, that's value. Value getting into the NFL season—that's value. But then, speaking of value, so I'm ten minutes late for the game. I hear two loud cheers and two sets of fireworks, which means I've missed the two TFC goals. And I meet my buddy at the gate, JP. Shadow JP. Um, and first of all, I got to say this: it's very easy to get into BMO. Like the process of getting in, getting to your seat is very easy. Like it's not—it's not super congested. Like it was very smooth the stairs up to our seats were relatively quick it was comfortable um, i actually really enjoyed bmo like i think it's fantastic i've never been like i've never been there this is my first time um, oh, i have my
0: issue with the bmo field but it from yeah there, it, it, it can be a lot better compared to going to a
1: roger center and feeling like you can't move or what like there's sufficient space to feel like you can breathe watching this game right so we were 23 rows up looked fantastic loved walking down to the paddock to be like field level like all that kind of stuff was cool and then as i sit down i say to my buddy who i'm with i go man like there's usually one goal scored in a in a football game we missed two that's probably it right and then i jokingly said man i hope they don't lose three to two that would be terrible TFC lost four to three, um, so I did get to see the one Insigne goal at the end. But um, after the whole experience, I've been telling people TFC dollar for dollar is the best value sport in the city of Toronto, bar none. There is and I've no, been saying it too. there is no better sport experience for your dollar than the city. The action is always happening. The people are invested. We paid ninety-five dollars. We sat twenty rows up. Uh, the game doesn't delay like it's a fifteen-minute half, so it's not like you're waiting long for the next. Like things are moving. Um, the Italian dudes Bernardeschi and Insigne are fantastic to watch. Dude, I'm sold. Like I'm, I'm probably gonna get seasons next year because they're affordable. So I actually yep. might get a pair of seasons next year. Because I just, like, I had a fucking blast. I bought a scarf. I'm a scarf guy now. I have a, oh, I have a TFC scarf. Jim's Jim now a scarf guy. He's Dude, excited hold it, for... Fun.
0: Hold it up during the anthem, though. I guess you yeah. were too late to uh, show up, but, yeah.
1: Dude, it was just... Like, I have nothing bad to say about... And getting out. Getting out of BMO from where we sat in section 105, to which is right by the gates. Like, literally, I can look over my seat to the gates. Um...
0: Getting by out by gate, you mean gate one that's facing northbound?
1: Yeah. yeah. Getting okay. out of BMO was a breeze. We walked right out. No congestion, whatever. The only congestion happened at the tunnel to go to Liberty. That was the that was the only that.
0: congestion. So that used to not be a nightmare. That, that's only really happened this past year where they started like putting in all these guardrails, And it's like, if you're going to eastbound trains, you have to go to this line. If you go to westbound trains, you have to go to that line. It used to just be a mass of people walking towards the, the stairs and you walk down the stairs and you figure it out. Like I'm going westbound, I go left, I go, you know, but now they have all these stupid like funnels of putting people in different places and no one knows where to go. It is, it is a mess trying to get out of BMO Field if you're going to Liberty Village or to the GO train. If you're taking the streetcar, it's fine. If you park on the south side and you just hop on Lakeshore, it's totally fine. But, yeah, that... But, yeah, it's... It was <laughs> just, like... That the village and stuff.
1: Of all the sporting events that I've been to, I've been to multiple Leaf games, multiple J games, Argos games, Raptors games. This was the most... Top-to-bottom enjoyable experience because it was not, like... Like, I... I didn't have enough time to, to waste a shit ton of money on food or beer i didn't like it, and, and you just chill you talk you enjoy the game and then you leave like it was just very relaxing almost being outside perfect evening cool night it was just it was incredible like they the experience sold me on seasons
0: not to mention that this past weekend would have been the last weekend of the x so you i mean had you got there early, dude the you- x
1: nas and wu-tang were playing and my couple of romance was at Scotiabank. Like everything, oh, yeah. everything that could have gone on was going on. And I, and I like a fucking moron. I decided to drive.
2: Yeah. But that's also because public transit is worse. Like I, I understand the convenience of it, but just the, the idea of public transit, because comparatively to the rest of the world, our subway system and transit
0: system is absolute shit. It's it's definitely not up to par of a city the size of Toronto, I will definitely no. give you that. But there are days where if I'm going from and it depends where you're coming from, right? But like if if I'm at Union Station and I need to get to Finch, uh, yeah, I need to get to BMO Field like hopping on the GO train, it runs every 15 minutes and it's like a Oh, $1 the GO train is no, well, I'm talking TTC. The GO train is different. The GO Well, what I'm saying is the GO train. So again, from Union. So if you TTC to Union, and then take the go train from union to But the ttc Exhibition? is the problem
2: no we're not well, talking we're because go is not like the typical mm-hmm. public transit like that's commuter transit like i classify that separately i'm talking about toronto proper ttc the toronto okay, transit commission sucks balls like it okay, is if just
0: only talking ttc yes it sucks to take this streetcar to BMO. yes yeah but yes, it, the, the go, GO train, train is, is fantastic
1: it's smooth spacious
2: it's great. Yeah. The go train doesn't count because that's, that, that's like luxury commuter travel. That doesn't count.
0: But all I'm saying is it's a dollar more. It cost me like $4.30 to go from Union Station to Exhibition, whereas the TTC would cost you, what, $3.25 or whatever? Right, but if you're,
2: if you're taking transit to get into Union, that's the three fifty dollars to take to get into that plus the extra to get on the go. So you're right. paying like $10. Sure, it all depends. Which on was you're my com- where you started,
0: and where
1: you're going, right? <laughs> but anyway, I can't recommend it enough. You know, and even if you're not into to soccer, or football, or whatever, like football. give it give it a shot. Like I wasn't, and maybe it started with Ted Lasso, and now it's ending in TFC seasons. But like, um, there's just you know, it, they, there's I used to shit on it a lot growing up, but there is there being there live convinced me there is something magical in the game of soccer that you can't describe you can't you it's i don't know what it is maybe he was watching insigne completely frustrated that his team couldn't complete a pass to him uh <laughs> <laughs> and feeling that pain because you're like you're right there and you think like man i could have kicked that to him but uh yeah it's i don't know it was just it was just so cool it was so enjoyable
2: maddie comments on that or what my week was <laughs> your weeks your week so mine is and for those who know me know this is a big event it happens roughly once every six months sometimes longer a year um, it's when you take a bath <laughs> no i'm a, no i'm a clean freak, Jim, Jim he, takes it. A clean a freak. he takes two showers a day he takes two yeah i take like two or world, three showers a day
1: if there's a world water problem he's contributing like for sure yeah <laughs>
2: Like I, I shower three times a day and like I remember when my wife and me were dating she would come over and she's a morning shower and I'm a night shower because I'd like to be clean in my bed like my bed is my safe space she'd come over and she'd lay in bed I'd be like what are you doing she's like well we're going to sleep and I was like no you were just out all day she's like yeah and I'm like go shower <laughs> I was like you're not getting in my bed being out all day interacting with people like I'm a clean freak so no not that I got my hair cut It's a traumatic experience for me um i have an absolutely gorgeous luscious natural wavy head of hair so when i cut it it's like angels cry and like jim's got the same kind of head of hair because obviously we come from the same stock but it's like this is like it's hard (laughs) It's like those things, you know, when someone's like says, "I'm a nice person." They're
1: usually not. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't say the thing. Like, you have to have other people tell you. Like, you can't be like, "My skin yeah. is so nice." Like, I mean,
2: like every hairdresser I ever had would say that. There's people specifically, and but then I don't bring know them on compliment. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I should get the fang on here. But they were like, women would kill for your head of hair. And I'm just see that to me is the ultra compliment, right? But. I got my hair cut. it's even though Dustin's like it's still long <laughs> just when we first popped on here that's not the point the point is is that shit is it's it's traumatic because I love my hair so much I don't have a lot of redeeming qualities physically in terms of like aesthetics my hair is like maybe the only thing so it, it it's hard for me to do it but so we got the haircut you know i lived with it i it's because i'm doing it i'm seeing the wife family in korea when we go and i wanted to look as good as possible in terms of you know cleaned up hair and not as long and of a mess um so
0: yeah so that was that um hold on when, uh, are they going to be concerned with the tattoos <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> man's <laughs> got to wear a long sleeve
2: no I have to wear a long sleeve when I go to her dad's, like to her parents, which are right. up in like Northern Ontario, um, because they're very, he's very traditional mom. Doesn't care. She knows the dad only knows that I have my left arm done. I've since had my chest and my right arm done and he right. doesn't know. So I only go out there in the winter when I can wear hoodies or long sleeves and cover it up. But think you guys don't shower together. We, yeah. We just don't shower together. Um, But when we went to Korea in 2018, um, we saw her grandmother, which is his mom. And she flattered. She's like, oh, he's just being ridiculous. Don't worry about it. She's like, it's fine. Um, And I think he's kind of over it now. I think it was initially because when he first saw it, it threw him off. And he was like, no, you have to break up with him now. And she's like, well, no. But I think like now it just doesn't really matter. And especially with like a grandkid on the way, he's probably like, who gives a shit in his head? But yeah. You know, it is what it is, but yeah, no, doing that and then getting ready for our Korean baseball game. We bought our tickets, so I'm going to be doing that. And then, uh, also as Jimmy alluded to, um, talking to my niece, I get trying to help her get excited for school when I saw her on the weekend, I think she's more excited for all like the cool stuff she gets to be like, I got this notebook or (laughs) my lunch pails like things yeah. like that um and it's it's funny to hear all these people talk about their kids like first day back to school or like this is their first day of school because like we've got a couple other friends that you know um both jimmy and me mutual and me with like other people where it's like it's their kids first time at school and you know it's it's a weird like experience seeing it knowing that i'm going to experience it at some point very very soon so yeah like i'm just like kind of absorbing it in as people talk about it to see to be like because in my head i'm like you're all pussies they're like it's gonna be so sad blah, blah, and i'm like pussies and knowing yeah. that the day that my daughter goes i'm gonna be reaching out the window back like, no <laughs> yeah so yeah no that and then just living l-i-v-i-n you were on a trip you big guy like this guy dustin i know you had a
0: weekend or like a week yeah like yeah it was a it was a weekend um so on saturday uh myself my buddy adam and brad myers all jumped in a car and we drove to pittsburgh pennsylvania see the toronto blue jays take on the pittsburgh pirates you and you know what's weird you weren't the only canadian
1: people i know that i knew there
0: yeah someone i used
1: to work with On the aftermath uh, for the score, like one of the other interns, like she was there too with her husband, which was crazy.
0: Dude, when I walked in and we, like, I guess we just immediately went around to home plate and just took a, you know, the nice shot of the Pittsburgh landscape as you, the Pittsburgh skyline, I should say, right behind all the, the, right behind the outfield, essentially. Someone sitting right at that spot. Was this girl i used to work with i'm like okay we got to go i don't want to talk to this person (laughs) but that's what like that's how crazy it was where it was like a home game like you're running into people you know like there are significantly more blue jays fans than there were why pittsburgh it's not hard to get to yeah it's not hard to get to it's it's only like a four-hour drive from toronto and i mean less technically if you live like southwestern ontario right or it's only a four-hour drive Dude, Philly four. was a ten hour drive for us. It was four and a bit, but yeah, but Philly's like all
2: like way farther southeast. Again, I was also like sixteen when we went to Philly, so Honestly. I just remember
1: I just remember I just remember Smash like going, that guy's from Pittsburgh, it's too far. But then we would book guys from Cleveland.
0: Well, it's because Cleveland. Cleveland's like you could throw a rock from Canada. No, but Cleveland's Cleveland it's the same distance. Time. It's it's I mean, okay, so so the trip that I did was Toronto to Pittsburgh. And then right after that game, he, he went got in the car and drove to Cleveland.
2: And he's, then he he's Chris Farley. He's like, back into Chicago. Wayne's
0: <laughs> World. <Winter laughs> <Orleans. laughs> and on the way home was Cleveland to Toronto. And honestly, it was pretty much the same amount of time. Whether you're so, coming from Cleveland or you're coming from Pittsburgh to Toronto, it's four four and a half hours so i think i think Adam Cole. it's more of like adam cole. four and a half to five hours isn't adam but cole I, from I, pittsburgh okay, whether you're going to cleveland or whether you're going to pittsburgh it's four and a half to five hours
1: but isn't adam cole from pittsburgh
0: i don't know where adam i assume he's from florida the pittsburgh guys that i think you're talking about i remember facade was pittsburgh
1: but i think somebody else was too
0: i i know you're talking about i know there's a number of times where there's a pittsburgh guy that came up but yeah, it was always like, oh, Pittsburgh's too far.
1: But I think they drove to
0: Philadelphia to go with the Philadelphia car. Well, then you're going way out of the way if that's the case. Right. I guess it also depends on necessarily where they are from. Because Smash would always run on a Sunday, right? So it, it has more to do with where were they the night before. True. So if they're from Pittsburgh and they are working in Philadelphia the night before, it's like, well, yeah, Philly to Toronto is probably is like an... More than eight hour drive, like nine hour drive almost. Because so, anyways, uh, we were in Pittsburgh for the Blue Jays game, which essentially was a home game. It was a lot of fun. PNC Park is really nice, as everyone says it is. Um, we never heard that, but okay. Yeah, no one's ever heard that. <laughs> uh, I ended up getting some chicken wings from the concession stands, which took forever and a day. I think the management of the concessions in Pittsburgh wasn't expecting it to be a lot of Blue Jays fans. I'm not serving these fox, <laughs> Which doesn't make sense, because I feel like they should have access to, like, advanced ticket, ticket numbers, and yeah. they would know that they're going to sell more than 6,000 tickets that they normally average in Pittsburgh. I'm looking through my book to see if uh, how much the attendance was. I still don't think it was a, a huge attendance, but... I'm, I'm sure it was more than what they normally get for Pittsburgh, and that's why it ended up being a bit of a mess. It was twenty three thousand five sixty eight.
1: Pittsburgh is so. one of those franchises where I I want them to do well. I feel like they have all the external pieces, oddly, to do well. They just every time they get decent players, they just trade them off or they they leave. Like but like right now, like O'Neill Cruz and Rodolfo Castro, like those are those are good pieces. I I want that. I I don't know why. I just I want them to do well.
0: Well, what was interesting before the game, they did this like Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So like, not necessarily like Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, but these are some of the best players to ever play for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we're inducting them to our. No idea who they were. Well, some there was some of them who I knew who they were, but it was clear and evident that there isn't a lot of players that have had major Hall of Fame careers for Pittsburgh in recent memory. Of course, there's Honus Wagner and uh, Willie Stargell and like all these guys, like sure. But there's like very little but legacy players. Barry Bonds.
1: But Barry Bonds' legacy wasn't in Pittsburgh. That's what I'm saying. Like no, exactly. there's very like, little Pittsburgh-bred legacy
0: players. Like I guess in recent memory, the only guy is like Jason Bay. Maybe Andrew
1: McCutcheon? Yeah, maybe. Well, he, like, yeah, is McCutcheon going
0: to go in best the Hall of no, no it's not going is, to Jason, is Jason no. May going in
2: the Hall of Fame? Probably not. In the Canadi- right, probably right, in yeah. the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Because they need people in there.
0: <laughs> right, so that's what I was... I mean, it's just... They do have a very nice ballpark. But that's about all you can say about the Pittsburgh Pirates for the past 20 years, or 30 years, I guess it is now. Uh, we, there was a Ribfest going on, too. So we got to, like... And the Ribfest was... Just down the street from where PNC Park was, and it was right in front of Heinz Field that is now called something else, but no one's ever going to call it anything but Heinz Field. No, it's like, and to, like walk, for us. Yeah, exactly. We got to like walk into Heinz Field or walking around the concourse and really cool looking building. Uh, it, it was unfortunate that it was Steelers, and I'm a Ravens fan as I drink out of my Ravens uh teacup <laughs> or tea mug, I guess you would call it. Um, oh, what Baltimore Ravens? When? What? Go on, Ravens. Anyways, uh, the next day we went to uh, Cleveland. Oh, actually, the, the weirdest thing happened, um, in and Pitt- Pittsburgh. But you know what? We'll come back to that. Put a pin in that. The weirdest thing that happened all road trip. The next day we went to Cleveland and <laughs> we got like three innings into this game until it just rained for the rest of the day, and so we left. So that actually leads me to one of the things I want to ask you guys about. How long would you stay at a baseball game if it's in rain delay?
2: 10 minutes. 35 minutes. Like, all jokes aside, half an hour. Yeah.
0: And if it's like
2: still pouring, like if it's signs that it's clearing up and then weather's like probably over in the next five minutes, you're good. Okay. I'll stay around. But if by 30 minutes it's still pissing rain out, fuck it. I'm not. The difference is too, like, Back in the day, you didn't have your
1: cell phone that would project when the rain's going to stop. Like, you can look at your cell phone and be like, yeah, it's supposed to stop in the next half hour. It's not going to stop for till tomorrow, right?
2: Yeah. But why? How long did you stay? Five hours? If you did, you're a pussy.
0: So the game was delayed five hours. Oh. I think it was in rain delay for five, almost five hours. Um, we sat, so our seats was really close to like field level. And it wasn't until I watched a video on Twitter when I realized, okay, this is not resuming anytime soon. So Brad and I stayed in our seats for like an hour. We had we had rain ponchos. We didn't your care. poncho like, guy. Well, I was only a poncho guy in that day. The Airbnb garbage can now has my rain poncho. Okay, I bought a seven dollar rain poncho at Walmart before the game started. But we were sitting there in our ponchos, just determined like we were going to wait this out and we're and it got to a point where it was we have waited so long like we can't leave now like you we've dug our heels in like this is it (laughs) this is our line in the sand we're not moving until i like stuck my face into my poncho like this and i was Mm -hmm. looking at my i was looking at my cell phone trying to like get an update because in the stadium there was no updates at all very useless uh Situation at uh progressive field. Uh also sidebar, progressive field awesome. Progressive field might be my number one so far of all ballparks I've been to, even over PNC. And it's mainly because of how, like James was saying earlier about how BMO field doesn't feel like you're too cramped and it feels like you got room to move. And it was very big and wide open, like the um, the concessions area and the concourse, like it was so huge. Dude, I never looking, felt like I was bumping into people.
1: Even looking at your photos from PNC, like the space is so much bigger than rogers center like the rogers center fucking sucks like i don't care oh, yeah. like it's a terrible experience to to enjoy a sports game at that facility well interestingly enough
0: that. yeah so interestingly enough at uh progressive field they have those elevated bullpens well and that's why but that's from Shapira. he redid that stadium exactly so it was cool it was, it, with that lens it was cool looking around and saying, okay, I understand now what Ross and Mark are talking about, what they want to do to the Rogers Center, because I'm here at Progressive Field and I can see what they had done previously. And it's actually really cool when you see those bullpens and how close the fans can get to the players and just like yell obscenities at them.
2: Oh yeah. Really cool. Like I can't wait till that's done. Cause I'm a heckler. And not like a rude heckler. Like I'm not one of those guys where it's like I saw the article where your wife banging this other dude. Like not like that, but more of just like I'll find something about a guy's name. You know, me and my buddy once went to a game and we were in right field and it's uh Oakland and Toronto and Gentry was in the right field. He was right fielder. We literally sat there for about seven and a half innings just yelling, Hey Gentry for seven and a half innings. Finally in the eighth inning, he comes out, he laughs. He's like, it's been a while, guys. He's like, good on you for sticking to it. (laughs) So like just stupid shit, not anything rude or obscene or anything like that. So I can't wait, right? Like I can't wait watching some of those bullpen guys, like, you know, maybe a huskier pitcher and he's going in for like a second bag and nuts and being like, do you really need that? Do you really (laughs) need it kind of thing? But he's a professional athlete, athlete making like 30 sheets a year. So he's going to be like, fuck you.
0: <laughs> so as I was sitting in my poncho, looking at my <laughs> cell phone underneath my poncho, poncho I, I, I ended up pulling up a video of Bally Sports, like the broadcasters who were doing the game were talking about the conditions of the field. And there was like massive puddles in the warning track. And they were saying, yeah, this is not happening anytime soon. Like, it's going to take hours for the rain, A, to rain to stop, and B, for the grounds crew to be able to, like, clean up these puddles and make it somewhat safe enough for the players to play. So, after about an hour or so, we finally said, we'll go home. And we went and got some tacos at an awesome taco place. And then we watched AEW pay per view, which I guess we're going to talk about at the end of this show because there's a lot that happened at the end of that AEW pay per view. But what I wanted to put a pin into, was something that happened at pNC Park, and this was messed up, man. So we're sitting there watching this game. and like as the game goes on and it seemed like Pittsburgh was done for, um, people started leaving, obviously. The people behind us had some chips or nacho chips and cheese. I don't know how much of it they ate. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. I would say they ate like twenty five percent of it. Oh, I know like was, the uh... cheese had been dipped into. I know where okay. this is
2: going.
0: It was on the floor. No. In the plastic gimmick that it comes in. No, you leave it. And it was a clear day. No rain. It wasn't windy. <laughs> George like- Costanza. <laughs> like Costanza, like the eclair sitting on top of the magazine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dustin didn't do it. I'm. I'm no. He watched somebody do it. I saw a man. And I say man, he was probably like 18, 19 years old, but still a man by like definition. He w- like jumped over two rows of seats, picked up the nachos, and brought them back up to where he was sitting and munched on those nachos for the rest of the game. That means he was eyeing those up. He was like, if no one comes for yeah, those, dude, I'm recu-
2: going to go
1: get them. That requires a scout. That's a scouting assignment, right? Like yeah. that is that is, you're the European scout and you're going on a tour and you've got your eye on this guy. Like that is, that requires prep, planning, yeah.
2: execution. You have a full breakdown, a dossier. You have a scouting report.
1: So he goes and he just swoop, like full swoop right in.
0: Like how yeah. long did he yeah. wait till after they now, left? I don't know if he, I don't know if he dipped into the cheese. Cause I how wasn't long? like, he was behind us. He was like two or three rows. How long us. did he wait? So, he originally made one... Did he make a pass? Towards, he went over and picked it up and kind of looked around. And then, like, someone in his row... I don't know if it was his dad, but it was, like, it was the elder statesman of the group who was like, yo, put that down. Like, they might come back. Not put it down because it's gross. <laughs> he was like, put it down. They might come back. Like, it wasn't, like, 100% clear that these people had to Well, at least there yet. was a moral this, like, conundrum. And I don't know if he was just saying that because he didn't want to embarrass the kid. But either way, like you say, put it down. And then like a two or three innings later, when they didn't come back to their seats, you took the opening to just take the chips. You know that what is... happened?
2: He, the older statesman, as it were, was like, Hey, put those down. They may come back. Right. And then he gets back to the seat and he's like, no, son, you don't just run up there right away <laughs> and go and take the food. You got to wait. You got to scout out the surrounding area. You got to wait and see if they're going to come back. Cause then if they're not, then it's fair game, but you have to give them the time to come. You know, it was something like that. Like yeah. he's educating his son on like the wild hunt.
1: They blame they blame some Asian dude eating a bat for COVID. No, it's f- this fucking guy <laughs> eating yeah. somebody else's nachos off the ground. This well, is like,
0: how you know we're out of the woods of people caring about COVID. Well, like, like also co- too, COVID is no longer an issue to anybody anymore. If this man's eating some other person's chips, like two seats in front of him.
2: But like we also discussed a dude using a hot dog as a straw. And like that went viral on sports uh media, like sports Twitter and internet and shit like that, right? But this dude is robbing pre-eaten nachos. I would say if he didn't dip the cheese though, that's a bigger affront. Like at that point, you're 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 all in, go for it. And if you don't you just lack commitment and you lack the drive and the focus. No, I don't have like, a killer instinct.
1: I feel like the cheese holds a certain amount of moisture <laughs> from like, I, I don't, I don't feel like, cause the cheese is the repetitive area. You don't like, you don't take the same chip multiple times, but you dip don't into the dip same the chip. You dip into the same pool of gross amoeba, like multiple times.
0: I, I would agree that... Okay, either way, it's gross. Yeah. But it's significantly more gross if you dip into the cheese.
2: Oh, it's... I don't know. You just see people clammy-ass hands all over that food, even for 30 seconds, and it's just...
1: Dude, what, what? if some dude picked his ass
0: and then took yeah. a chip?
2: Like,
1: you don't, don't know. If picked his
2: ass?
0: Right? What if there was a reason why they left the chips behind? Yeah, like, what, what if, if he... They were eating the chips, and then they discovered wait a minute, this cheese has gone bad. Or maybe they said, oh, shoot, I forgot to wash my hands after I just changed my son's diaper. And then they put the chips down and said, fuck, I shouldn't eat this ever again because I may have just like delivered some sort of mouth disease to myself.
2: Well, or this, considering the history that we've just seen both in Oakland and in Toronto, what if he's like fooling around with his wifey and he's like, well, and touch the chips and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, good point and puts him down. So many things there's there's questions we need answers we gotta
0: find and this guy <laughs> the worst the thing about it is that he was wearing a blue jays jersey oh it wasn't no. even like, yeah it wasn't even like he was a local pittsburghian i don't know if that's what you call the people in pittsburgh or not uh but he clearly had made the i trip think they're called burgers it's
2: too easy i don't know
0: But you're right. I know there's a lot more questions than answers, and uh, I would like to ask this person some questions about just their etiquette of life. But there was also another baseball etiquette story that I think we need to discuss as well. Now, this didn't happen on my road trip. This is literally one of the stories that is on the list of things to talk about today. Um, There was a video circulating around from last week. It was when the Red Sox were playing the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota and it wasn't until i think today where john boy did a breakdown of it and if you don't follow john boy you're you're missing out you should check oh, yeah. out john boy on twitter and john boy, boy media is. they're they're the funniest guys in sports broadcasting today and i james i think you are you pulling up the video yeah i, I pull it right it. now okay so i'll give the broad strokes and james may have to walk you through it cuz i can't see the actual video but generally speaking what has happened here a home run ball well, has been hit into the spectators area and the ball very clearly hits up against this woman's leg and she kind of like puts her legs together to trap the ball but out of nowhere like he's Randy Orton hmm. my guy wearing the Boston Red Sox gray jersey so you that that's another red flag if a man's wearing a gray baseball jersey gray jersey guy gray jersey red Sox guy dies right in between her legs and rips that ball out and then when he gets the ball he gets up and celebrates as if he just made the most miraculous catch of a home run ball he's like zach hample on drugs and if you don't know who zach hample is um i I wish i was you so the question to you guys and I know that we can go a long, long way with this conversation because I, I, I have very strong feelings about, you know, etiquette of catching a foul ball or a home run ball in this case. And I'll let you guys discuss and I'll go over what my criteria is for a normal human being when it comes to this thing. But this guy should be sentenced to prison, right? Like this was, this was dog shit, right?
1: Oh, Dude, it's not, it's not even the fact that he celebrates. He celebrates with the guy Next to him. Like, it's so, it's so, like, (laughs) it's embarrassing. It's like that dude who was trying to get over the kid for the autograph. Remember that video? Yes. It's the same thing. Like, this woman, like, for all intents and purposes, has that ball. If I'm holding, like, anything between my feet and you take it from me, you, you took it from me. Like I even had to say take it from me in the sentence. Like uh, it's just it's so it's just embarrassing. And then you selly?
2: <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, like it's I'm I'm always a big believer if like a foul ball's coming and two or three people are jumping up for it and you catch it, yeah, celebrate. Or if you make like a crazy catch with that dude who did it with his beer, who caught it in his beer cup. And you know, yeah, go ahead, sellie but something like that you just look like the biggest loser. Just a failure at life. Like that's your highlight that you some broad who had the ball already and you're like no, that's mine. And dive your hand in there. I'm sorry. And the fact that the dude she's with did nothing. Ooh, that's a bigger that's, offside. That's,
0: that's a massive yeah, that's offside. Also, so that so we're also assuming that the dude that she was sitting beside has anything to do with her. But the, probably did. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't usually see um, Rando girls not going to a baseball
2: game sitting in that seat by herself.
0: I mean, generally speaking, you don't see a, a solo person going to a baseball game by themselves anyways. It's she, usually a it's usually someone you bring a friend more. along to. Yeah, yeah. She
1: very clearly says, Hey. And like usually that's a cue for most people to be like, what? What did I like even go, What did I do wrong? And then give her the opportunity to be like, that was mine. Instead he just full on like turns his You're back a full hero. Yeah, full like like almost who do you think you are? I am So like, that's how <laughs> that's how heavy this dude was, you know. It's just grimy, man.
0: I feel like in that situation based on like where he's grabbing the ball from I think she's totally within her rights to like throw elbows and yeah. like, just completely crack him right in the nose oh, like yeah. she doesn't know what he's doing in her lap right now she's like what? like I have a stranger touching me right now yeah like get the fuck the, away from me
1: the other thing too is isn't it customary if you're on the foul lines that the ball boys give to children and women first like the balls they don't give it to dudes yeah it's
2: like when a boat is sinking it goes to them <laughs>
1: unless you're that dick bag on the titanic from the movie billy
2: zane billy zane but this guy no this guy's the
1: billy zane of the of that game
2: he's the billy zane of the red sox field you know the home run hero in the, the red sox fandom but you know you're right they usually ball boy toss to like the kids first or you know the cute girls that are down by the foul line like that's protocol or you'd be like that what those kids you see every now and then who get the ball that's a foul ball catch and he turns around he tosses it he's like celebrates and he tosses it to the pretty girl who's like 15 years older than him knowing that kid is gonna slay when he gets older (laughs) but you know It's it's a bargaining chip yeah I honestly two things like Jim said and you said she's well within her right to start Knuckle chucking at that point, elbows, even driving knee in the guy's face as he gets Slam down the there. hot
1: dog in his face. No one's going to think twice.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, I'm already a bit of like an anger head. I know that Like, there's, it's, there's certain things that set me off real quick. That's one of them. If that was me and like my wife sitting there and that happened and that dude, he's drawing back a stump because I would have ripped his arm off. And that, the fact him... that that guy's just like, what's going on?
1: No, full on 2009 Undertaker, Royal Rumble, two hands on the back of the shirt, right over the top, right onto the field. <laughs>
0: just see you, pal. To be fair to the guy in the video, like, the, so the guy who was beside the woman who essentially got assaulted for this baseball, to be fair to him, he may have just been shocked. Like the both of them were probably just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, did a human adult just do that to us? So it's possible that's why he didn't immediately react throwing knuckles because he was just shocked that, that just even happened. Maybe. Yeah,
1: also, we don't want Chris Rock going on stage being like, <laughs> my man's
0: hit this other dude over a baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's true. also, that, And that's also another point. And that's kind of where I'm coming back to now where if it was me, I don't care about the baseball. No, like, if you be cool, I would literally have, take it.
1: I would have pulled it up and then given it to her. Like... It's just a fucking baseball. Chances are, the guy... Like, have you looked at the Red Sox roster and their record? Chances are that baseball
2: is worth fuck all. No, they probably... Honestly, you would have to pay them hit, for them to be like... it's Who hit the home run? It. Do we know? I forget. I don't know.
0: But even, even if it was Rafael Devers, would it matter? Some
1: no, because he's not making the haul. Like, they're not winning anything with his team. Like, what are you going to be like... Is that is that dude going to look back in 20 years and be like, Man... Remember when I reached into that girl's legs and pulled that home run ball from Raphael Devers? What a great night! Like <laughs> fucking yeah, moron! Okay. Like that's gross. Whatever.
0: If yeah. there's ever a situation where I'm catching a foul ball or home run ball, I'm just immediately handing it to the nearest kid. Like yeah, kid or never depends. No, that depends. No, I wouldn't even give it to a girl. Like I don't that think about. It. Like it should. I mean, girl. Like, if you're a child, like you have to. That a depends. Child. That depends. Man or woman, I don't care. It has no. to go to a kid. No, I might give it? it to some girl. No. I Find attractive. What's that going to do?
1: That depends. If it's you, if How you caught Jose Batista's bat flip, you're
0: giving it to a kid. Um. Okay. That's a long No. Okay. So in that situation, if we're talking about a Joe Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player, a huge moment in professional sports history. If it was me, and I caught that ball, I would give it to the player who did that cool thing. Yeah, I don't care to keep the ball. I think the player you, would want. You're walk gonna the ball get something in return. It's not even like getting something in return. He's like, I, I don't like, I don't care about these. Take things. a picture like, with the ball. Hey, I caught it. You exactly to someone. Yeah, you take a picture with it. Cool, and then you go down to the usher and be like, Yo, I want to give this to the player after the game. All I all I would care to do is literally just hand it to him. Like I would get personal satisfaction out of helping another human being. I don't need someone to give me something out of it. Like that guy was, who gave Tom
1: Brady's ball. Remember
0: that? Yeah. When the who was, Wait, it? The was last, it? Godwin. The last the touchdown he ever threw. And he no, s- wasn't like no the record
1: on. setting one, where yeah, there's the, the guy record threw it in the
2: receiver, then like celebrate, throw it in the crowd, and the guy had it or some shit. And yeah. Then, he gave it back to Brady or something. Oh, so I was thinking of a different story where when Brady... no, you're, yeah, you're thinking of the guy yeah. who bought Brady's final game ball for like 300k, and because Brady's like I'm retiring, he's like this is gonna right. be worth, and then Brady came out of retirement, and the value of that ball just tanked.
1: Well, yeah, it's just another ball. It's
2: a fifteen dollar ball. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just
1: another well, it's probably fifteen thousand, but it's not three hundred thousand.
2: I will but, say this: yeah. if that was cubs win world series with a chris bryant walk off home run i'm not giving that ball back not for free like if it's something like that no i'm being like 100k minimum let's go
1: i collect things so that's the tough part for me like i i collect things so like i I'm would want some I yeah i'm a collector that's i collect um I, i would want something in return i would
2: for that ball yeah because under any
1: circumstance either i'm giving the ball to somebody else like you or i'm keeping it right
2: so if it's a bullshit nothing ball yeah it's getting tossed to some kid or if it means something to the player that isn't like a big moment like it's his first home run then yeah i'm tossing it back going to the usher being like hey can you get this to them whatever i'll take a picture with it cool but if it's an iconic moment like historical moment, a hundred years in the making. Like no, no way in hell am I not getting, am I not getting
0: something out of that? Yeah. Okay. So I I just want
2: everything. They're giving me a world series ring. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just so, just so I'm clear because you guys are saying things that may contradict. And I want to give you your, your option and ability to set the record straight. If it's a big, like meaningful ball, world series ball, Joe Carter ball, Jose Bautista ball, whatever. And you're, are saying you're not going to give it to the player or a kid would you grab it out of the legs of a woman no, beside you no that's I a different situation the, i would give it to a board. player
1: i would give it to a player but you're they're giving me something in return
0: okay fine <laughs> my question is that ball that is worth something that you are going to get something from the player no would you grab it out of the legs no. of a woman beside you
2: no because i'm not a pig Except yeah I'm, I'm not a pervert like i
0: just wanted to give you the opportunity to make that <laughs> yeah. clear no
2: that's that's different like that's that's not like people reaching over the thing yeah, and that's pervert it. shit. yeah like th- at that point it's like you're like how much essentially is that ball worth a sexual assault charge <laughs> yeah. right no like maybe nothing maybe is she'll worth a split, sexual assault charge. maybe she'll well, split the memorabilia of-
0: Speaking of uh, sexual assault charges, the NFL uh, is beginning this <laughs> week. <laughs> and
2: I just, oh, God.
0: And the NFL kicks off on Thursday, which would be, I, I mean, I guess this podcast episode might go up tonight. Uh, but if you're watching YouTube, it will be tomorrow night. The NFL officially begins as the Buffalo Bills are in Los Angeles to take on the Rams. And of course, on Sunday, we have a whole slate of football games. Interestingly enough, only the one game on Monday Night Football this week. Uh, usually, like week one, they've been doing that doubleheader on Monday night, which I was a big fan of. I loved but- it because
2: like, from like 6 o'clock till 12 o'clock, you got football. It was great. six hours. I could lay in bed. And, and the best thing is, is we record on Mondays so we could have the game up and can live talk the game
1: and uh manning cast love the manning cast so. manning
2: cast it, like it is the smartest thing they did was having the manning brothers do the manning cast games and i think the fact that they only signed them what was it over three years for like 16 games and they were like "Shit, we should have signed them for three years every monday <laughs> because yeah. it took off because it's not only are you getting some of the greatest minds uh, like greatest quarterback minds of the past like 30 40 years analyzing the game live but it's also funny because it's two brothers who also just sit there and riff on each other from time to time and it's just it it, it was absolutely stellar it heightened my appreciation and love for football
0: james i don't know if you want to start with the nfc or the afc we want to go through every division and at least give our picks of who we think is going to be the front runner of that division and what to expect this year from that particular division. So you want to go NFC or AFC first?
1: I have the NFC queued up on the uh, on the screen.
0: All right, so we are going to start with the NFC and that means we are going to start with the NFC East, which of course is the shittiest division in all of pro sports and that is because the Dallas Cowboys are in there and no one likes the Dallas Cowboys or the Giants or Washington, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Or the Washington football team. But, but finally, no. after seven and a half years, I've figured out what to call themselves. Well, and they are now the Washington commanders.
2: I don't think people, it's not that people don't like Washington. It's they hate Dan Snyder. <laughs> like it's the people love the team. They hate the owner and every they're trying. And you know, the NFL is trying to find a way to force this guy to sell the
0: team. Yep. You know, they are. And then not, not to uh, speak lightly. Because they, I hate them too. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, also a member of this division. And I only hate the Philadelphia Eagles because one of my best friends, Paul, is a big Eagles fan. So I like making fun of the Eagles. So this division, I think in a lot of ways, can be seen as wide open. Because I think the Cowboys are probably the front runners in terms of like what people expect. Yes. But expectation
2: versus what will happen, I think is going to be very That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. So
0: James is shaking his head. Go <laughs> ahead. Like, who do you think is winning? Yeah, this you tradition?
2: start with this because you're going off. The Dallas Cowboys
1: lost so many like, weapons. Like, Ezekiel Elliott is not any sort of Ezekiel Elliott of old, right? No. Amari Cooper's no. gone, right?
2: Yep. You'll be lucky to get 1,500 yards out of Zeke this year.
1: Like, they're they're not the same team and Dak can't be trusted to stay healthy to me this is the Eagles division to lose they've added AJ Green they get another year of Devonta Smith a healthy Miles Sanders Jalen Hurts running the football and then like another year of a smart Jalen Hurts I honestly think that this is the Eagles division to lose I don't I don't see the Cowboy it you, you could make the argument it's a coin toss between the Cowboys and the Eagles but I really do think the Eagles are, are that much improved over last year and they weren't they weren't great last year they weren't terrible so I think I just think this is their division the other teams are, they're garbage although the Giants brought in the dude who's worked with Josh Allen and stuff for Danny Dimes to work with but I don't think like Saquon Barkley is not going to stay healthy Right, and who does who's Daniel Kadarius Tony,
2: like who's Daniel Jones, like the, Gi- the Giants are two years away from being two years away. They're, they're, they're the Bruno Caboclo of the NFL. Uh, it's gonna, it's not gonna happen overnight. They have pieces that I think will grow together, but it's gonna be a couple years before they're in a position to compete with, um, you know, the Cowboys or the Eagles. Like you said, the problem is. Like, this is such a terrible division. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before. The team that won the division won with like a 500 record or like a one game below 500 record. It's embarrassing. Like, in football, that gets coaches fired. Like, a nine and eight <laughs> record gets coaches fired in the NFL. Yeah. Right. So, the fact that he's like, hey, we're playoff bound. Yeah. But we were seven and 10. Yeah. But we're going to the playoffs. Right. It's, it's bad. But, I do think it is the Cowboys to win. But do I think they will? No. I, again, like you said, Dak can't stay healthy. They lost Amari Cooper. And putting that much on CeeDee Lamb? Like, come on. I know Dak's uh, Dak's a fantasy machine because he had so many outlets. Now he's got nothing outside of... C.D. Lamb, is Zeke's not going to, like I said, put up more than 1,500 yards. He can't stay healthy, and he's getting older, and we all know running backs have three really good years of productivity, and Zeke's obviously past that. And it's not even like he's... He, he's a, almost like a power back. He's big, he's strong, he's like Jerome Bettis. So he takes more punishment than most running backs do. So, yeah, I I see it going... Eagles, Cowboys, Colts, Giants, and Washington. I honestly don't think the Colts are as bad as people are making them out to be. By Colts, are you saying that you mean the commanders? Yeah, sorry, the commanders. I don't think they're as bad as people are making out. They have them out. pieces too. They have pieces. But well again they curse them whence. They have like who's I think better than Ryan Fitzpatrick? And they have Chase Young on D. But yeah, I I see it going. Yeah, I see it going Eagles, Cowboys, Giant or no Washington,
0: and then Giants. Giants aren't. So when I said I thought this division is wide open, just because. I think a lot of people are thinking that the Cowboys are going to be good. And I'm with you guys and where I, I don't think that's, I don't think they have it right now. And for all the reasons you guys said with CD lamb being the only guy, the only option now, Dak Prescott, who hasn't been himself since that injury. um, Not to mention that, Tyrone Smith, their left tackle, is out until December. So isn't that two years like that's two seasons he's been gone, isn't it? They've had offensive line troubles for a long time. And protection for Dak Prescott is going to be paramount this season, and they already are looking behind the eighth. They're not prepared. And that's gonna cause all sorts of troubles for Elliott too. I think the Cowboys are gonna have a very tough time scoring points in this league. That said, I think the Eagles are poised for success here. Jalen Hurts, oh. I think, is the real deal. I think he can be a perennial quarterback in this league. I think the, at the addition of Hollywood Brown. Not Hollywood Brown, excuse me. Who am I thinking of? AJ Green. Hollywood Brown. AJ Green. <laughs> um it wasn't AJ Green, it's AJ Brown.
1: AJ Brown, sorry. There's they're <laughs> no, I all I, I was thinking Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown and then AJ. AJ okay. Yeah.
0: We got there the addition we'll there. We'll there. of aj brown i think is going to be a significant upgrade for this offense as well and it's Dude, a player a game-breaking type player that they haven't had since terrell owens
1: and it's a it's a well that's not true because they have devonta smith who had a fantastic year they're they're they have options The like if you look at the offensive options of the eagles where's the ball going to go you don't know it's going to go to brown it's going to go to smith is it going to go up the middle to sanders they also have kenneth gainwell so they have a two I was solid back. say
0: yeah that sanders gainwell combo is going to be insane
1: right and then hurts who can who can perform just as well as them running the ball so like
2: well, and hurts just like said quote of the century you just drop your deuce flush it and you move on
1: yeah and they and they have goder at uh, tight end who's a solid tight end like their offense is so well rounded um that I just think, how do you, what do you, how do you defend, right? Like the, the options are just too good.
0: All right, so we are all in agreement that we think the Philadelphia Eagles will be winning the NFC East. What about the NFC North? And I, I don't know if there's gonna be much of discussion around this one. We got the Packers, we got the Vikings, we got the Bears, and we got the Lions. I think the Lions will easily be the worst team in that division, even though. There's there's always like enough people that will want to see them succeed just because they were the hard knocks season this year. I don't think the Bears have it. I'm not buying anything that the Bears are putting out there right now. I think Darnell Mooney's good, but like I, I don't think that's going to be a, enough for this team to compete. Is it the Vikings or is it the the Packers? I guess is the question now because the Packers have lost a bit up front, right with um. Devonta oh, Adams, Devonta Adams going to Vegas. Like you're going to see a difference there. Is Randall Cobb going to make up that difference? Probably. not. How old right? is
1: Randall Cobb? He's like 100.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rogers loves him.
1: Yeah, he can love him right to the grave. What I what I don't understand is that Rogers wanted a say in the personnel that they would bring in to make them successful. He they, they haven't brought anybody. They yeah. haven't done they haven't done anything, right? Like. What what is what is happening in Green Bay?
2: Well, like you also have to look in Minnesota, who arguably in my eyes, is probably gonna lead in reception receiving yards in Justin Jefferson. Like I would not be surprised if that dude takes over as the number one receiver in the NFL
0: this year. I mean he's being drafted that way in fantasy league, so you're not far off. I think there's a lot of people who believe that as well. But the, the interesting thing here, I'm just looking at like the NFL.com Rankings or like the power rankings of these teams, they have the Vikings at twenty, and they have the Packers at like six. I the, Packers, the see,
2: Packers' defense I, I, is still it's Aaron Rodgers and back-to-back MVPs, and that's what they're hitching it on. I just think with all the shit off the field that's gone on with Aaron Rodgers, and then not having anyone on the field to throw the ball to, Listen, what, like, what's he gonna do? The Packers,
1: the Packers can't run the ball. The Packers will. Botkins, the Packers will live and die on their defense. Um, no, the, Packers no,
2: the Packers are gonna get by strictly on the fact that two of the other teams in this division are absolute garbage. You know,
1: I'm not I'm not entirely all out on the Bears. And I think hey, listen.
0: Yeah, you, you right, don't go, on. go for it. Mooney. Yeah. Right? Darnell Mooney. Mooney, okay. I'm aware Darnell Mooney is, but I think the Bears are gonna be the worst team Wait. in the league this year. Co- what Cole Komet? No. Okay. Okay, just keep naming players on their offense. Yeah, David Montgomery, cool. Yeah. Justin and Fields. And okay. Khalil
1: Herbert isn't so so bad uh in the backfield either. So and again, but it's gonna come down to it really is gonna come down to to Justin Fields. And how well like their defense I don't think is Anything to shape, which is weird for, for a Bears team to have mediocre defense after so many years of Brian Erlacher. But
0: it's mediocre defense and probably the worst offensive line in the league. So even that if be, you believe even if you believe in Mooney and Montgomery and Komet and Fields. How are they gonna get the ball? If
2: it's yeah. just it's literally True. gonna be
0: blitz and pass rush the entire game. Okay,
2: so
1: then let's let's the let's take the Packers offense or defense off the table here then like this might be a worse division than the north or than the east sorry i was just
0: i was being facetious when i said there's it's a bad division it's just because he hates dallas it's just because i don't like dallas i don't like philadelphia and i I like making fun of washington and i don't like anything because
1: are you like are you on the uh, on the vikings i just don't know what the vikings man like justin jefferson's incredible Right? They released Mond, right? Dude, so they're all if, in. And, and
0: this is a big if. But if Dalvin Cook is healthy all year, he is arguably one of the best running backs in the league. Top True. Three. So you add that to Jefferson. I know Cousins isn't the best quarterback. I was going to say, but you know, I, think but they, they, I think there's enough game breaking players on that team to sneak out a division win over Green Bay. And so that's my pick. I'm going with the Vikings for the NFC North. Honestly, I'm. I was all about Packers kind of winning that
2: division, but over the last couple of weeks, just seriously sitting there thinking, being like, where's the offense going to come from Green Bay? You know, it's going to be double coverage on Cobb, probably because that's Roger's favorite target on, for the receivers right now. He's clearly not happy with some of the young guys that they brought in. I forget who the dude's name is, but he was shit talking him a couple weeks ago. And then, Who's going to run the ball for them? So who's he going to hand off to when he can't throw the ball? I don't even know who the Packers running back is right now.
0: Do you? The Packers running back would be Jones, and I mean you'll uh, have ha-
2: twelfth best running back in. Hood? You'll
0: have Jones and Hub Dylan. It'll oh, will be, be a committee, and Dylan will be your yeah, Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dylan. I just yeah. I don't
2: see where. The offense is going to come for the Packers. Well, it seems like the Vikings are going to have plenty.
1: You know, like the Viking. Yeah, I mean, they have Adam Thielen too, right? Like, you're you're probably right. I think it's the Vikings division.
0: (laughs) We haven't disagreed yet, so we're all unanimous saying Vikings as well.
1: Yeah, although I gotta say, I just want to say, side note, I do like what the Lions are are doing with the the people they're acquiring no i do i ross st brown like quality um you know that uh, the the fucking dude they drafted this year
2: what's that lions guys don't name? really pay attention to the lightnings or the lions draft no no one pays attention
0: to the detroit lions draft
1: aiden hutchinson sure and they have deandre swift at back like and they have they still Penny Sewell on the line, who I really kind of wanted the the Jets draft a couple years ago. So like, they're they're getting. And who knows?
2: Jared Jer- could have like a rebound season.
1: Yeah, and they took DJ Chark from the Jaguars. So it's not it's not all doom and gloom on the side of the the Lions. they're like, what'll happen is they'll go two and zero, and everyone will think this is the year, and then they'll be two and fifteen. Like that'll.
0: All right, so the next one should be an easy one, I would assume. The NFC North. Yeah. We have South. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. Is anyone not saying Tampa Bay? I think you mean the NFC South. What did I say? North. My bad. NFC South, you're right. Tampa yeah. Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina. Well, yeah. Mike Evans, Julio Jones alone. Come on
2: i mean julio, well, jones, I like, two julio jones, jones isn't what he used to be but <laughs> no, <not at> all. <laughs> but when he's not the primary target if he doesn't have to be the go-to ball thrower and he's getting secondary looks and touches when the instances so you're telling me that you don't think julio is gonna have a monster season with tom brady throwing him the ball hold on no and no because mike evans is gonna get double covered enough no what I, about chris
0: godwin if he's healthy, right? It, it, I just think there's a lot of options for Brady. So right, but that's, that's Godwin, what makes it.
1: That's what makes it work for the for fact Julio. that it's
2: not all on Julio's back to be the number one option, the wide receiver to catch and carry for an extra fifteen, whatever. It's it's gonna one free him up, and two he's probably gonna have less pressure. And he's going to have less defense on him because he isn't the guy that he used to be. He's just got to catch the ball, man. Like Brady will get it to him.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not doubting the ability of Julio Jones. I, I just don't think that he's going to be a primary target in this offense.
2: No, no he won't.
0: But that's, that, that's what's going to make him so
2: effective is that he's not the primary target.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean that
2: the looks he does get, he's gonna be wide open or in subpar coverage. Like he's gonna have what? If if they double cover, it's gonna be the safety is gonna fade over to Mike Evans' side and probably cover with the D B or the corner. So that's gonna leave him with the third option of corner for the defense what? to cover. Not if- necessarily
0: because you still have Kyle Rudolph on this team too, who I think is one of the sneakiest tight end picks in Fancy football right now is Kyle Rudolph because yeah. Brady uh, historically has always looked towards Gronkowski and you know Hernandez. What if <laughs> What
1: if Julio Jones is there? Is there red zone option? Yeah. Right. Like, think about it. Right. It could like, be. Yeah. You know, um, the thing is though, what if this is the year too that Brady runs out of gas? Like, what if this is uh, like?
2: Everything they've said is said that when he took his little two week vacation, he came back looking better than he's ever looked.
1: But there, at some point, this man has to run out of battery. Like at some point, they battery low. That for like, years. I know, but we can't say it forever. You okay?
0: Let me tell you something. Okay, let me, let me tell you something. I'm gonna, I'm uh, gonna be, put I'm on gonna the chalk line, Brad jacket. Who are you to doubt Tom Brady?
2: <laughs> I'm just
1: saying the guy has a lot of noise around him, probably more than ever. His wife clearly doesn't want him to play fucking football. Oh, she was pissed so was mad. i'm just saying the stars are aligned for this year to be the Nebueno year
2: for tom brady but okay that, then so it's uh, it's going to be the saints oh the rest mm. are trash the rest are absolute okay. trash they're going to walk they're going to walk to a first week bye of the playoffs
0: <laughs> we, <laughs> we have uh we have five to get to so are we all okay with yeah. saying that is the, Tampa hey, the division? yeah
2: like yeah. I don't, it's not even worth looking over the other teams in the division because we know okay. it's going to be the Bucks and then what? Maybe the Saints in second, Panthers in third, and then Falcons in
0: fourth.
1: Nah, maybe Panthers second, but you know we'll see.
0: The, yeah, the Panthers are going to heavily defend, uh, depend on Christian McCaffrey. And yeah, I say
1: all depends a on huge
0: him. injury bug for the past two years, right? If he stays and, healthy, and Alvin Kamara if, is still
2: yeah. a monster.
0: But I mean
1: they need they need run CMC to be hundred percent healthy to even think about competing for second, let alone you know, anything yeah. else.
0: Yeah, I think second place in that division is wide open, but it's Tampa Bay's division to lose, I would I would think. And it and, and it's it.
2: not even like a like it's theirs to lose. I think it's it's locked in. There's to fuck up. They're
1: gonna, like, <laughs> what? there's theirs to fuck up. Like they yeah. have to fuck it up. Yeah.
0: All right, so moving on to the last division of the NFC. That's going to be the NFC West. It's oh. so the Rams, the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Seahawks. Now, this is one that's interesting. Yeah. Now, I know the Rams had a hell of a year last year. Um, culminated, of course, with a Super Bowl victory. But, man, the Cardinals look good. And you can't count out the 49ers. I think Debo Samuel might be one of the best wide receivers in the league sneakily one of the best wide receivers in the league and they're like if trey lance figures it out this year and i know there's the whole thing with garoppolo and who's gonna be the starter it's lance's team right now it's his team to lose garoppolo is the safety net exactly and sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad to have that safety net like as a young player maybe you would like to have that mentorship and someone else to jump in if necessary but I think you also kind of want the team to be fully behind you and say, this is hundred percent your team and we don't have a safety net because you're our guy. I don't know. That's a philosophical question for the brain of Trey Lance and how he's feeling. But if Trey Lance can figure it out and put it together, I still don't think I'm going to give them the division. I love the Rams. I but I do not. Man, I, I, I still love the Cardinals too. So for me, this is a tough one to pick. I don't want to say the easy answer of the Rams, so I am gonna say the Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking
2: team. the easy answer with the Rams because you're the champions until someone takes it away from you.
0: Fair enough? Dude, I think the
1: 49ers are just dude, they're stacked. And the I only just question think... the only question mark is Trey Lance, and I think I do think he's that good. I do. And I think the players around him are going to make him that good. Do you need Debo Samuel? Yes, but you're forgetting. Brandon Ayuk, and you're also and George Kittle, and and Tyler sure. Crawl, like these are, they're stacked, dude. And then Nick Bosa on the defensive, like they're just, I don't know, man. But they've, and, they've and, had and, and all if, this for
2: years outside of Trey Lance.
1: But if Trey Lance doesn't perform, you, then you you can easily fall back on Garoppolo if he stays, who's listen, not a world class quarterback, but he's led him to a Super Bowl, or DL well, a, a conference 20. championship. Yeah. So the the 49ers are so deep. So to me it's a toss up between the 49ers and the Rams and then the Cardinals. I have the Cardinals slotted in at two or three depending on where the other ones go.
2: But I I just Trey Lance has a week and a half. If he has a really shitty week one, they'll say okay. And then if he has a really shitty first half of week two, they pull him and it's Garoppolo in. Yeah. And I I think it's but one of those things they- where it's not, And it's not just to finish off the game. It's Garoppolo's for the next two, three weeks.
1: But I don't think they miss a step by doing that either. And that's the thing. Because he's played with his team. It's seamless, right? So that's, that's a benefit that not a lot of other
2: teams have. No, they, they don't miss a step in the sense of, yeah, it's an easy transition for Garoppolo, but
0: it severely hinders the progress of Trey Lance. What's interesting, if you look at the NFL power rankings, number two... Is the Rams and number three is the Niners. So I mean, this is definitely going to be the division to watch in the NFL this season. I, I just think.
2: like I said, for me it's the Rams because again, you're the champions until someone takes it from you. Essentially the same team coming back. That just won with championship experience. And again, how do you count on Aaron Donald? Arguably the best player in the league. That dude will single-handedly drag a defense to he. He pretty much single-handedly dragged that second half defense against the Bengals in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and potentially healthy Cam Akers, you know. Yeah. Um
2: I know a lot of people don't have faith in Matt Stafford following it up considering- I was just going to say
1: to me to me they're very the 49ers and the Rams are actually really similar like in the yeah. way they're built. Between like you look at their the offensive side of the ball, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Stafford, yes. Akers well, on did, the other side. Did Odell
2: resign yet, or is he still up in the air?
1: He's is up is in the team air.
2: Still, he's, he
1: isn't. And then they have Tutu Atwell kind of sitting on the the outside looking in. But when you look at the Niners; it's Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle. Like they're very similar. And then you have Nick Boza, Aaron
2: Donald, like, they're... So, are you taking the Niners? Yeah, I didn't take the Niners. Action? No. Too <laughs> tight. Too
0: um, tight. Hilari- Hilariously enough, Odell Beckham Jr., like, five hours ago, he had this joke. He said it was a joke. But he said he's going to wait till like, the end of uh, week one where the Rams play the Bills. And whoever wins that game gets to sign him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll stay in L.A. He likes,
2: the, he likes L.A. too much. But, well, no, no, no mutual action on this, Jim? No. It's too yeah. close. No.
0: <laughs> it is very close. I think it's probably the closest division in the league. Yeah, uh, this one this, prob- really this next one probably won't be as close. And of course, uh, it is the week one opener of the entire season on Thursday night. It's gonna be the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. and the AFC East. The Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins. And the worst, one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Step. <laughs> I, I'm kidding, of course, because James is obviously a very big Jets fan, and you'll understand how much uh, of a fan he is when he inevitably says the Jets are going to win this division, as like a lunatic that he is. He's not, um, that, dumb. I'm not I, that dumb. I think it's. I think it's a slam dunk pick for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh yeah. Allen is unstoppable. Uh, Stephon Diggs is incredible. Uh, they don't even need a running game. They're gonna air out the ball for 500 yards every single game
2: they're going to look like a college football team
1: Dawson yeah. Knox is going to catch every pass in the end zone yep. like it's just that's what's going to happen
2: I also think I think Josh Allen's pissed with how that game ended against Kansas City that yeah. he's just going to be so laser focused for this season and dude
1: Von Miller if he now, tasted that, the Super Bowl Von Miller as the leader yeah. the leadership on the other side of the ball and on that team yeah come on he's old but his voice carries a lot of weight dude Ray Lewis was old too Right, Dustin Ray Lewis is old as fuck.
0: Ray Lewis and Ed Reed were old men when they won that last Super Bowl. Yeah, but Ray Lewis
2: isn't human, so that doesn't count. But so is Von Miller. Hmm. What team did Von Miller?
1: What what team did Von Miller play for at the end of last year?
2: The Rams. Okay. All right. And what? And what happened with the Rams? I don't remember. Yeah, but that's Von Miller being behind Aaron Donald and what's his name, the other dude.
1: I understand that but they still pieces to win i'm telling you and how many devon miller does have super bowls with the broncos correct
2: i think he has the one and he actually he was the mvp like yeah yeah so there you go man the payton one it was the payton one but that was a long time ago man. like the bills are running away with this division no yeah for sure but like i don't think von miller's the reason
1: No, I'm saying it when you talk about the steps that they missed going into like a potential championship, like these are the players, this is what these are the types of players championship teams acquire. When we always talk about what the Jays need, what the Leafs need, what Von Miller is that guy. Like if they could clone Von Miller and put him on the Jays and the Leafs and they taught, learned how to play those sports, that's what they need. So
2: I'm just looking, I'm looking at their acquisitions like. I completely forgot they got Jameson Crowder too. Yep. But, so their O line took a massive hit,
1: and Josh Allen is going to need to figure out a way to stay safe.
0: <laughs> Not I like the Bengals.
1: Yeah, we ain't talking right, about the Bengals.
0: So, we'll get and there, we'll- but. Yeah, we'll well, we're about there. to get there. We're about to get there right now. Well, I know, James. You may want to talk about the Jets a bit in this division. Yeah, um,
1: I I think people people will laugh, but it's similar to the Bucks division. I think you have the Bills and then literally everyone else. And people will say, "Well, what about the yeah. Dolphins? And what about Tyreek Hill and Tua? Listen, Tua can't
2: throw the ball past ten no. yards. No, he can't. It's it's literally it's it's." fucking five-yard button hooks or slants cross middle for four or five yards for those receivers. That's going to be all in the receivers to catch and run. And, I also and Tyreek, think, I think Hill Hill is, Hill is going
0: to hate his life. Yeah. Yes.
2: Like, I, I had this argument with my cousin... The well, not argument discussion on Saturday. We had this discussion. She's like, Tyreek Hill, man. He's, I was like, it's different when Tyreek Hill has a capable quarterback to throw him the ball where he can already get 15, 20 yards deep, catch the ball and run. It's different when he's going to be expected to catch the ball at five yards and then break double coverage or break in through the secondary that's already waiting for him because Tua doesn't know, like, I can throw a ball better and further than Tua.
1: Yeah, they don't have a diverse game. They 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 don't. I think they, you know. And listen, they don't call him Tua turn the ball over for nothing. Like there's a reason that he has that nickname. Right? Who's your
2: backup quarterback?
0: Not a clue. Exactly. A,
1: so if kinda, Tua
2: doesn't work out. What the fuck are they gonna do?
1: And then you, then you have the Patriots. And listen, I don't I don't think the Patriots make the playoffs. They ain't th- it. I think Mac Jones. To me, I I. I would not be... And you can laugh all you want. I would not be surprised if the Jets finished second in that division with a 6-7-something record. I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Uh, Ted Bridgewater is the backup to Tua.
2: Okay, nah. but... It's not terrible, but I mean, it's He's not... It's probably a better option. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, like, you probably, probably want
1: him starting, no? But you yeah. want to say Trey Lance needs to figure things out? Zach Wilson needs to figure things out because he is... A, they wanted weapons, they gave him weapons. Go down the list of that that wide receiver core on the Jets. And then you like you have Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, now Garrett Wilson. You have you could have the best DB in the league right now with Sauce Gardner. Matt, tell that crazy stat Sauce. about Sauce Sauce. Tell the
2: crazy stat about touchdowns allowed. Oh yeah. Well, I I saw the stat, I sent it to Jim. Um He's never let a touchdown in college when a play's been thrown like his direction, and he hasn't let a catch so far yet in preseason. Dude, when he's when the ball's in his direction, that is unreal.
1: Like, there's a reason this guy was picked so high. The Jets secondary needed a revamp. He could be Revis 2.0, right? Like. Dude, the, the future is bright if Zach Wilson figures it out. The
2: future is very oh, looking at
0: the stat now while, while you guys talk about this. Well, I was going to say, have you look at the week one schedule, James?
1: They do play the Ravens, buddy.
0: So the Jets are playing the Baltimore Ravens.
1: And I believe I believe in Robert Salah, too. I believe he's bringing the right attitude to that team. And I believe in Joe Douglas. I like the moves Joe Douglas has made. I like that they didn't go all in for Tyreek Hill. They didn't give it. they, you know, this is, you know, Garrett Wilson,
2: Wilson, the Wilson is going to be, dude, I I I
1: like what they're doing.
2: Here's, here's Gardner's stat in, in college. He didn't allow more than 13 yards to any receiver in a game. He didn't allow a TD catch in his entire college career.
0: That's crazy.
2: And that's college football where it's
0: games are like 55, 36. Come on. Well, it may not matter because ultimately when the ravens play the jets in week one lamar jackson just going to rush in for touchdowns so it doesn't matter how many you know the ravens don't have any receivers to throw to anyways so how good of a year did
1: how good of a year did uh lamar jackson have last year well, it, it doesn't it's matter very, because it's a little more very very healthy. <laughs> okay. And so we'll move
0: into the AFC North now. I think we are all in agreement that the Buffalo Bills were going to be. This the division makes me laugh the AFC. hardest.
1: This division makes me laugh the hardest. And I can't wait to what, talk the about North? it. AFC
0: North? Yeah. So the this, AFC North, this, are, this one might be a, as tough as the NFC West well, for, for all, all the, the wrong shouldn't be. So here's the thing the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, and the Baltimore Ravens. The Bengals did go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: did you see the number? The number. How many sacks were allowed by the right, Bengals so all of last season? And that's just the season. You'd think you would get better in the playoffs. Uh-uh. Uh-uh.
0: Yeah. So that was definitely a problem with the Bengals all year. Joe Burrow took a beating all year. And those are going to add up. And they obviously need to address that going forward. He was but sacked I 51
2: think, times.
0: I think... <laughs> <Do you laughs> want- 51! <laughs> The Bengals have to be the number one uh, choice for this division. I think we're probably all leaning towards the Bengals, even as a Ravens fan. Like that's, I think the Bengals are the best team in this division. Uh, the Steelers are probably gonna be the worst. And I mean, well, maybe not because the Browns are always the Browns, the Browns are a shit show. The only, so here's the only thing I'm going to say about the Ravens. I understand their wide receiver situation is suspect right now.
1: And Versha- is Rashad right Bateman uh, back,
0: uh, they Rashad Bateman is there Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay, I think, are one two. Um exactly. And although the thing is with the Ravens, they've always been a rush heavy team. And you know, the health of JK Dobbins right now is up in the air, and Gus well, Edwards is hurt right now, too. So they have Mike uh Mike, Mike Davis, Davis, who's yeah. gonna start week one, I I believe. But the only thing that I think is gonna work out, uh Mandrews, of course, is top three in the tight end Yep. Yep. Maybe top five if you, if you don't like them. Um, and Lamar is in the middle of a contract dispute with the Ravens. He is okay. going to want to get paid. Lamar Jackson, for better or worse, is going to be the best team on the Ravens every single week. And he's going to need to be in order to earn that money that he's looking for. So that being said, that's why I think the Ravens are going to be a competitive team this year because Lamar is going to put this team on his back. Does that mean they're going to win the division? Probably not. Does that mean they're going to spank the Jets week one? Oh, of course they are. Are we getting okay. right Hold on.
2: You kidding? say you say that, but with a contract up in the air, you think he's going to run the, want to run the ball as much as you say he will with the risk yes. of not having a contract? He has to. Who's he going to throw to? No, I know that. But what I'm saying is, is you think he's going to want to risk the NFL, which is historically stingy when it comes to contracts for their quarterbacks. You think he's gonna want to risk injury by having to be their running back?
0: I don't think he wants to, but this is the the path that he is. No, but that's what
2: I'm saying. He he will probably not run the ball and they'll say why. He's like, pay me and I'll start running you the ball.
0: No, I think he's made it very clear to like he said, like he's once the season starts, he's done. He's not talking about any more contract extensions. He is going to prove it on the field, which I agree is incredibly risky. And typically you don't see it in the NFL. Like guys would rather sit out than even play before they got their yep. extension. He is putting a line in the sand and saying, I'm going to go out and play. and am show you guys why I'm worth, you know, the hundreds of millions of dollars that he thinks he's worth.
2: But it's there's just to things. say that
0: now, but then he takes
2: his first hit and he's winded and he's like, Ugh! and he's, he sees 250 million floating just, down the drain. You're yeah.
1: right. Dude. You know what? He's, he's very, he is very talented and you're right. The contract thing, you know, it happens in all sports contract year is a thing for a reason. They're just so shallow, dude. They're just so oh, I shallow.
0: Agree. No, I, I <clears> totally agree. <and it's> like,
1: <throat> like, like you joke that they're going to that they're gonna slaughter. You they're going to slaughter the Ravens. You, yeah, you joke they're going to slaughter the Jets. Like, that's not a know. given. That's not a given for
2: that game. Like, if this is Week Five and everything settles in, how everybody pictures it would be? Yes, I would say okay. Ravens will probably mop the floor with the Jets. Week one in is week five? chaos.
1: Yeah. It might even be more for the Jets because they're going to run the nothing the Bills have or the Ravens have into the ground, right? Like, I don't know, man. Like, we'll we'll be together at, on Sunday at the golf tournament, so there'll be a lot of a lot of shit talking at, at golf the golf tournament. <laughs> James and I will be on
0: a golf course as this game is being played, so it. it we should just like bring Mike Mike's with us and. But you
1: want to know how much of a ju- like? Yeah. Listen, I know I Matt and I are both like background Steelers fans because uh, our dad is a Steelers fan. But can you, you you just have to... Mitch Trubisky was named co-captain <laughs> of that team.
2: Voted on by the players. Yep. But, like, let's be honest. He was in Chicago. No one would have succeeded in Chicago. No one's going to succeed Mike Tom, on that team. Mike Tomlin is an infinitely better coach than anybody he's ever seen. True. But they lost Juju, right? Yeah, but they still got Chase Claypool.
1: Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Next division. Good
2: Canadian boy. Chase Claypool, shout out. All
0: right, we, yeah, we got to move on. Uh, Maddie and James, I need your pick for the AFC North.
1: Bengals. And I think Jamar Chase is going to rival Justin Jefferson for yards.
0: I don't disagree.
2: Yeah, I, I'd say the Bengals. It, it, unless week one, they let up eight sacks and tear apart Joe
0: Burr's other knee. AFC South, Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans, Jacksonville, oh. Jaguars. I don't think it's much of a debate. I'm going Titans, but I would love to see J- Jaguars because my of my boy DK.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy. Like I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I watched him for his last like two years in Clemson. I I think he will get there. I think he didn't have a lot around him. Um the fact that they went and drafted some protection for him is a really good sign because they probably watched what's going on in Cincinnati and they're like, we can't have that with Trevor Lawrence. We need some protection for this guy. So they went and got him some protection. Um, they, you know, went and got some, uh, they got Christian Kirk for wide receiver. They got, you know, a tight end Evan Engram. You know, so they he does have more options than he did last year for sure. And also too, Urban Meyer got the fuck out of there that guy's a fucking joke um honestly yes i think it's going to be the titans first i think the battle for second seconds gonna be between the jags and the colts and then i think the texans are just going to be wiping the asses of whoever's in front of them as they shit on them when they go by
1: you're not uh you're not on mills mafia no um i he forgot t-law got his boy travis etienne back
2: yeah and he and he's now playing with etienne again where he put up monster numbers in clemson with so that familiarity is going to help him and again like i said no urban meyer like that guy's a fucking joke i i hate him so much
1: so sneaky i think the colts are going to take this division i think matt ryan is a low maintenance quarterback he can't move no but he doesn't require a lot of like he'll throw the ball like he's not he's not going to be a problem and he's going to be consistent and you don't need to move when you have potentially the best player in the league in Jonathan Taylor back so you know, I honestly like when you look at the, the rest of the and the Titans Titans lost two, two receivers and they're super young with their draft picks I don't know man it feels like the Colts have a chance to to take this
0: I you know I don't disagree, and you're kind of talking me into it, but I'm going to stick with my pick. But you're making excellent points, and I think you're probably right. I mean, <laughs> great input, it? <doesn't. laughs> you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like the Colts are probably dude. The, yeah, front runner for. And they,
1: like, Michael Pittman is for real. I think, and and on defense, I mean. They're not a bad defensive team. The Colts aren't a bad defensive team. Stephon Gilmore and Pay,
2: come on, man. I just, I, I look at the Titans and with
0: Derrick Henry and what that dude can do. I just, how do you yes. know? Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. It, King Henry is amazing, but like one in, one injury to Henry and that team is in tramples, right? Yeah, but that right, dude yeah.
2: pretty much played on a broken ankle in the back half of the season. Yeah.
0: yeah. And he still Jonathan, put up
2: like 150 yards a game.
0: Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns in a game last year on Taylor is really good.
1: Uh, he is. He, I, he should have been MVP last year.
0: Yeah. All right, we're on to our final division. The Kansas City Chiefs. This is the AFC West, of course. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Denver Broncos. I think the smart money is probably on the Chiefs, but I'm going Raiders. Oh, really? Why? Why? I, just I, honestly, for no other reason than DeMonte Adams. I think that's something that they have been lacking for a, a while, like to have a a true number one wide receiver on this team, and I think that would put them over the the hump. And at the same time, the Chiefs lost their true number one wide receiver in Tariq Hill. So just based on that, and honestly, they were two wins apart last year. The Raiders were ten and seven, and the Chiefs were twelve and five.
1: Is is Devonte Adams? the same Devonta Adams with Derek Carr
0: that he as was he with Aaron Rodgers? No, that's, so that's the million-dollar question, right? We have no idea. It's the same question we were just talking about in the North with... Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, in the uh, North with the Dolphins, with Terry east, Kill. Is he going to yeah. be as good without Patrick Mahomes with Tua throwing the ball? Probably not. So I don't think Devonta Adam's is going to be as good as he was in Green Bay, because how could you be?
1: But this I might think be, he's still
0: going to make some noise.
1: This might be the most well-rounded division in, like, in the NFL. I honestly think the Raiders look real good. I thought they played a lot of really good games last year. They actually... I thought the Raiders were one of the most entertaining teams last year. They had some real close games that were exciting as fuck to watch. Um, and I, I I dig Hunter Renfro um, as a player. I think, you know... And then the Chargers, man. Justin Herbert's unreal. Like... I don't... Like...
2: And then look at the Broncos. Austin
0: Eckler, man. Well, Austin Eckler is probably the most versatile guy.
2: Josh Palmer. And, and they got Khalil Mack. Yeah.
1: But, like, if I, again, I'm going to go off the I'm I'm picking the Broncos, man. Like, the addition of Russell Wilson, possibly the best running, like, could be the best running back this year, could be in Javante Williams. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Come on, man. I don't know. They could be a dangerous team. Like, some they were talking... I like that it, man.
0: No, I, I, I like the pick. I'm not, I'm not hitting on that. I like oh,
1: it. Oh, no. They were talking, though, that they could see Russell Wilson getting MVP this year. When he got traded mm. to Denver... And
0: now that he has an extension, probably not.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, he's in, a, he's in an infinitely better situation here than he was in Seattle significantly more support around him and the Broncos weren't terrible last year.
2: What were, I don't what know. Were, what was their record last year?
0: Let's see. What, the Broncos last year? They were 7-10 last in the AFC West.
2: Yeah, but they got off to it's a 5-0 and 0 start.
0: Day. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I don't, again, they have, and Judy and, and, and Javante Williams are super young. Like, there's a lot of legs to this team. And I know Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Drew Locke
2: and Teddy Bridgewater. Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than 28 other quarterbacks in
0: the league. I rest Uh, my case. So, Maddie, who are you picking?
2: This one's tough for me because I do like the Raiders, but, and honestly, that first six weeks of the Chiefs last year gave me no faith without Tyreek Hill that they're going to be as good. Or better to sustain. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I I think they're primed and ready to go. I think, like I said, their big issue was on D, and I think getting Khalil Mack really, really solidifies a lot of that. Um again, I, I like the Raiders and kind of getting Devontae Adams, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, he's top two three receiver in the league. Um, but is he like Jim said is he the same with Derek Carr probably not but I mean you would think that at minimum he would be average or top 15 receiver still so I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be Chargers Chiefs Raiders Broncos
1: you think the Chiefs are uh, gonna fit fa- dude I have zero faith in that I think the Chiefs are in for a world of hurt man I think they've got no run game um their defense is sus. Um,
0: well, I mean, none of us picked the Chiefs to win that division, so I think we're kind of all aligned there that the Chiefs we, aren't necessarily the best team them. in this division. Oh, I th- thought I mentioned already Ra- the Raiders oh, are the Raiders though. Okay. Yeah.
2: The,
1: hey, listen, the Chargers look good though, man. Keenan Allen, as well. Yeah, like yeah said, like, honestly,
0: this division is is going to be it's, a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I think I'll be glued to this division. Uh, outside of Jets games like Joey Bosa, no slouch, right?
0: Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, man. So that is our NFL preview for Super Bowl picks. Early Super Bowl oh, pick. That's a great point. I forgot. Uh Thank you for reminding me. Go for it, Matt, if you have one. I got to now think. Rams.
2: You think Rams are going to repeat? I I honestly think they do. It's because I I just think with the same team motivated. You know, now the championship pedigree. I I think they do it.
0: I'm writing in Maddie as Rams. James For me it'd be Rams or Bucks. Like, nope nope, you said Rams.
2: No, I know.
1: <laughs> I'm taking the Rams. Like the sexy pick is the Buffalo Bills, right?
2: Like that's it is. That's, that's not even the sexy pick. That's the, I barely watch football and I did a 10-minute read on TSN and I'm taking the bill. But if you genuinely think the Bills
1: could do it. I do think they could do it. And I'm looking at other teams and I don't know that there's any other
2: teams that are as just good as the Bills. I would, I would want to see the Bills in a Super Bowl strictly to see the insanity of Bills Mafia.
1: Oh, you know how many tables are going to be broken?
0: Maybe like ECW. Where's the Super Bowl being played?
2: This one.
0: That's a good question. I'll look that up. But James, who are you picking?
2: I'm gonna
1: say the Bills. It's a loser pick. Like it's not like I'm not being bold, but I I just think they're too. Like Josh Allen's too good. Like you said, Stephon Diggs. Like they're just too good.
2: Allegiant
0: it's in vegas um i'm I'm looking at what am i looking at i I just saw that it said uh arizona oh do you look up 2022 or 2023 because 2023 oh because my my computer is saying (laughs) arizona maybe maybe i got this wrong anyways um james you said the bills and i'm going vikings I think Jefferson is going to be unstoppable this year and I think if healthy, Dalvin Cook is gonna carry them over the, the finish line. So
1: I just can't I can't envision Kirk Cousins holding holding that trophy. It just it looks funny
0: to me. Could you see Joe Flacco holding one? I mean I did. I mean we did. And he was M V P that year.
1: And he was, at one point, the highest-paid quarterback High-paying in the league. Highest-paid quarterback in the NFL.
0: Absolutely. You're right. It is in Arizona. I'm just Yeah, so crazier things have happened, but we True. will have to see how that goes for this year's Super Bowl winner. That means it is now time for top five, our final segment of the week, because I don't think we're going to have time to talk about CM Punk. How much time do we have, James?
1: We have 17 minutes total.
0: Yeah, Okay. So, mm, I mean, if we can speed through that, maybe. Well, I have no thoughts on it. I didn't
2: watch it, so I don't even know what happened.
0: Maybe we'll do. Uh, yeah, okay. We'll probably have to put it off anyways. Um, we'll, well, I'm sure we can talk about it next week because there's probably a whole lot of other. Uh, there's a lot more to this story that's probably going to come out. Yeah. But before we get to top five, we did mention it off the top. This episode is brought to you by Now Your Treasures. Now Your Treasures are purveyors of licensed fine art prints from movies, comics, TV, and video games sourced from galleries in the U.S. and U.K., which include artists from all over the world. Visit Now Your Treasures at Now Your Treasures on Instagram and send them a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off on any order. All orders are shipped with tracking and have complimentary insurance view the entire ever expanding inventory at nowyourtreasures.ca or treasures.ca or.com that's n-o-w-y-o-u-r-t-r-e-a-s-u-r-e-s.ca or.com send them a dm on instagram 43.6 and you will receive a 43% off any order
2: dude that's close You're to half off. off that's crazy yeah that's yeah, a that's good cool. deal and seeing some of these prints and like Framable. the rarity of some of these very frameable Oh, like there was an x-men set of three from it was drawn in the 90s style cartoon where it was it was like rogue and storm or rogue storm and beast fighting like a sentinel and then the next panel was gene and cyclops fighting magneto and then the next panel was like wolverine and nightcrawler and they were each three separate prints but they were like two-tone primary like that reddish with like the navy blue it was they were so cool Yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's really cool. Yo, boys, we made it. We're sponsored.
0: (laughs) And now everyone's favorite segment, the top five segment. And today we are talking about top five favorite chip flavors. We are going to go in reverse order, five to one, your least favorite all the way up to Mm -hmm. your favorite. You have to mention the brand and the flavor of the chips. Before we get there, I'm going to throw this out there. And, James, I'm thinking, if we have to go long today, maybe we go a bit long, all that means is my headliner doesn't work as well as I want it to work, but that's not really that big of a deal. So, we'll see how this goes. Let's try not to rush the chips, because the chips might be quite the discussion.
2: Do cheesies count?
0: Or is it strictly, like, potato crisp? We're in potato
1: chip land. We're not in snack food. We're in potato chip land. Let's keep it to chips.
2: We'll stick to
0: potato chip. Okay. So, it has to be a chip of some variety. No Cheetos. No Funyuns.
2: No crispers.
0: My number five. Brand Old Dutch. You flavor. Be. S&V. Just some salt and vinegar Old Dutch. is a okay. classic. It's a staple. You can't go wrong. For whatever reason, the, uh, in my opinion, the Old Dutch brand is the best of all salt and vinegar. I know there's other ways you can go with that, but I just think it is very classic. It's just a perfect, simple trip. Fine. Okay.
2: Maddie number number five. I feel that, and I just want to precursor this discussion. Dustin, you're a smart guy. I like you. In a lot of ways, you're smarter than me. But Jim and me are Irish. We know potato a little better than you do.
0: Okay, (laughs) sure.
2: (laughs) No, all jokes aside. Um, I would say my number five, and this was a little tough because I was like, where do I want to, where do I want to like insert this? And it entered my number five strictly because that with a accoutrement, it's much better, but just like, it's one of those ones where you typically have it with a dip, but just on itself, you're good. My number five, Tostitos Hint of Lime. Whoa, that's a good one. I'm a big fan.
0: Oh. Okay, so I like toti- Tostitos Hint of Lime. It's probably my favorite Tostitos. And I like saying the word Tostitos. But
2: you do put a nice little like roll on it. I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting excited.
0: I don't think they're as good unless you're dipping them in salsa. Well, no, no that's what I, I, can, I say. I can like, eat them plain.
2: Because like, Tostitos, you don't eat on their own. But the Hint of Lime, if you don't have salsa, you're okay. If you're craving like the crispy, the saltiness of like the crunch, you're good with it.
1: I can eat them plain. They're fine.
0: No. I can't do it. Like, good. the only way I have the those lime... chips is if I'm dipping them in salsa or I'm putting uh, shredded cheese on top of them and dropping them in the oven. No. To make some natri-
1: the uh, the lime seasoning, when you get that on your tongue, mm,
2: oh. it's good. It's like when Taco Bell used to put, like, that lime zest in their tacos oh, back in so the day. Good. Oh, so good. Yeah. God tier. But I like lime everything. Everyone knows that
0: about me. True. James, number five. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm gonna try and make this quick so we can actually get the shadows this week. So number five,
0: uh, plain
1: ruffles.
0: Because <laughs> we just had to talk. We had this discussion. I don't know if you were here like before this sh- we we're no. starting to record. We were talking about the plain ruffles, and we said, anyways, go on with you. What? Yeah.
1: Okay, because there's dude. They're just, but they're so salty. <laughs> you just, you really need to be careful, and but the. When you hold, like they're the ones you can see the grease, in the yeah, on them, and then you know it's the gonna be good. Salt spot, yeah, you know it's gonna be good. So, yeah. and you find yourself, you're like, I'm gonna have a couple of these, and it's like, you know, how ladies Bet you can't have just one. This is like, I have some with the onion dip, or whatever, but then you like, you don't even get the onion dip, and you're half a bag gone, and you're like, where did it go? And they're bigger bags. Yes.
0: No, I like that. That's a good number five. Number five. Uh, we were, we were saying that because maddie posed the question like do dips count and i said no and i immediately knew he was going to ruffles regular plain whatever because that is the ultimate onion dip chip oh it is but if we're not counting dips i don't think i would still it's still number five you're up my number four and this might be the brown in me but i'm going (laughs) with uh i'm going with uh no i'm going with miss vicky's <laughs> jalapeno chips
2: okay no, those are good that's not brown that's
0: mexican oh, just because it's spicy
2: <laughs> oh so what do you that okay so you could be like spanish you could be mexican you could be southeast asian you could be well you are Southeast Asian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could be asian asian you could be a yeah, myriad spicy is global space.
0: sir yeah yeah, I'm just Sp- saying that because I grew up eating spicy food, I enjoy eating. It's a good Miss choice, Vicky's though. Jalapeno.
1: Ha, it's jalapeno cheddar, by the way.
0: No, no. not Isn't jalapeno it? cheddar. Just jalapeno. Oh, no, You're
1: right. It's so, just jalapeno. The, the
0: green. The green bag is jalapeno yeah. cheddar. Yeah. No, no, no. Isn't it? <laughs> gr- there is a green bag that's just missing. No, Vicky's he's jalapeno. Right. He's right. It's just jalapeno. There may be a, gr- a different shade of green that is jalapeno cheddar. I don't know, but there is one chip. For Ms. Vicky, that is just jalapeno. It's a green bag. It's good. Okay. Okay. My, my number, number five four. or four. Number four. Yeah. My
2: number four. Lay's dilly picks. I don't I don't
0: hate it. I don't dill hate pickles it. is it almost I, made my list.
2: Okay. I almost got a fight in grade eight over a bag of dill pickle chips because I went to buy one and some kid cut me in line and like grabbed it and then just dropped his money and walked away and it was the last bag and I was going to beat the shit out of them. When I'm willing to beat the shit out of you for a bag of chips, it's entering my top five. So Lay's Dill Pickle.
1: Number four for me, it's a little bit off the beaten path and Dustin hates when I do this. He just wants all the mainstream, which is weird, but...
2: I said Miss Vicky's Jalapeno. He said Old Dutch. I said Old Dutch.
1: Uh, Pringles Barbecue i love me some okay. pringles barbecue okay okay i see look he made the face he just made the face
0: i'm making a face because i don't think pringles is a good chip period and barbecue is probably the worst flavor of chips
2: dude once you pop the fun don't it. stop that that is a thing that's true and then you could turn that thing into a putting cup yeah like when or, you, like in your backyard, you make a putting green you can turn the <laughs> white i know white boys
1: yeah telescope you know
2: Okay, but no, that's a good pick because like out of all the barbecue, the the Pringles barbecue is I think the best.
1: Yeah, out of every barbecue chip that's out there, Pringles barbecue is my favorite barbecue chip.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, Dustin, you're number three. Number three. Okay, so this is where the whole conversation essentially started when I started shitting on the sweet chili heat Doritos. Mm -hmm.
2: Speaking of which, you got a text from someone through me about this. Uh, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking
0: about. Okay, so so I'll let you go on.
2: Well, you might as well explain what happens. I'm sitting there enjoying my day and, you know, I'm just playing some Final Fantasy as I do when I'm left onto my own devices and it's like a Saturday. My wife's doing some running around and I get a text. She says to me, Dustin is insane or something along the lines of, what is dustin talking about he's stupid sweet chili heat is the best <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm looking for it because i think i like i sent it in the chat to you oh. in our um in our group thing hey, um you, you we may only have
1: got it. seven minutes
2: <laughs> okay yeah
1: well that's what i mean like we're probably dustin gonna is crazy sweet
2: chili heat is the best doritos favor that's what she said
1: what's so, your yeah. pick though anyway. <laughs>
0: So what so what I'm going with that is yeah, sweet chili heat is the dirt worst Dorito. Well it's and on my list
1: so you can suck it.
0: My favorite Dorito is what is number three, and that is the orange bag that you only get up here in Canada. The zesty mordant. Doritos.
2: It's a good chip. It's a good chip. It's fine, it's serviceable if there's nothing else around. Ah, it's good. Maddie you're up. My number three, I would have to say is Miss Vicky's Original. Very just, it, guys! The base Original Miss Vicky's. Salty, crunchy, ultra crunchy. It's fantastic. Although, if you get a big bag, it hurts your jaw after a while, so you always get the small bag, but whatever.
0: James number
1: three. <laughs> uh, my number three is actually Miss Vicky's Sea Salt and Malt Vinegar. Uh, oh. Big big fan of the uh and i don't like malt vinegar but i like the sea salt and malt vinegar i don't know what it is um it's the combination of the miss vicky ship with the sea salt and the malt vinegar that makes it palatable for me so much so that it's actually number three on my list so yes
0: i, d- I can't hate you on that one i had old dutch salt and vinegar on my list and sea salt and malt vinegar is pretty solid too so as much as i like to share on your list i, I can't complain about that one there's a theme here in my top three And it's all like very iconic Canadian things. And I think you'll understand what I mean by that. So number two is Lay's and it's the red bag. You know what you're getting. That's the ketchup, boys. And no one's going to get that unless you're from Canada. But Lay's ketchup is a staple around these parts, okay? I will not have any blasphemous ill will being spoke about my Lay's ketchup chips. you haven't tried it, don't be talking shit.
2: I will say this. The ketchup chips one of those ones that i never think about but then when i have it it's it's crushed the bag time it mm-hmm. hits man it hits yeah it slaps mm. as the kids say no that's a good one i like it that was almost gonna enter my top five but because like i don't have it as often it's hard although i truly enjoy it but my number two pringles snv oh good man, one a lot
0: of snv love on this list
2: i love salt and vinegar yeah it is arguably my favorite chip I was tempted to do number one, two, both salt and vinegar with just different brands, but I'm like, I can't do that. That's a little gully, but no Pringles salt and vinegar, mostly because it's also a nostalgia factor. I've eaten a lot of salt and vinegar Pringles chips while sitting like gaming or watching something. So like not only the taste, but the memories that come with it.
1: It's good. I was going to, that one was almost on my list too, but then it just would have been all Pringles. And then Dustin (laughs) was like, man, we did Pringles. Um, Number two is the villain of this list <laughs> and is oh. Sweet Chili Heat Doritos is number two. <clears throat> I crushed so much Sweet Chili Heat in college. You have no idea. Like, I would just... I yeah, I would go home, smoke pot, and just clear a bag of Sweet Chili Heat Doritos. It was just... is the ultimate baked treat. And... Yeah, man. Even to this day, you get a nice bottle of Coke Zero, some sweet chili. I might go down to the store after this. You get a nice Coke Zero, sweet chili Doritos. Have myself a night.
0: <laughs> I like I'm it. Trying to, I'm trying to find a conversation I had with my buddy Ryan, where he's like, "James has the worst taste ever," and I don't. <laughs> I can't find the. Text. I can't find the text right now, but I, I know that answer is going to set him off as well. He's is your
1: what's? Uh, can you send me the link to your buddy Ryan's podcast? <laughs> Just review bombing. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. no, he doesn't have one.
0: <laughs> all right. So number so number one, here, here's the most important spot on this list. And again, like I said, my top three is iconically Canadian brands. And I think I know what this is. Iconically Canadian flavors. And I hope to God you guys have this as number one too, because this is the pinnacle of potato chips. This is the one you always reach for every single time. This is Ruffles All, all dressed. dressed. I knew it. It
1: is. I got to taste <laughs> the headphone I thought that was perfect. <laughs> I, I knocked my
0: headphone out. I was so excited. Okay.
1: It's actually, okay, you know what? It's not on my list, um, but not. it should be. Um, yeah. It's a fantastic chip.
2: Yo, I'm thinking, Jims, this weekend, maybe we grab a bag. Introduce your daughter to some all-dress, because she loves the chippies.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I assume it might but be she too has, much like, flavor to things. handle at this at this age. But, Yeah this is a good one classic
2: okay i struggled this one and it's not necessarily what flavor i love the most but what i always default to when i'm getting a craving and it's not all dressed it's not ketchup it's not like an iconic canadian it's just the golden potato lays original for fuck's sake it's just honestly it's when you're inundated with so many flavors it's it's just there
0: it's a staple it's consistent Bro, you have a Tostito's Hint of Lime, Lay's Dilly, I'll give you that one, then Miss Vicky's OG, and now another OG. You have three OGs on here. Well, I guess Hint of Lime's not really OG, but anyways. No, Hint of Lime's
2: not OG. That's that's a, it's, 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 that's more ethnic than your the jalapeno.
0: But it's a hint. It's not like you're buying the lime chips. You're buying a hint of lime.
2: Yeah, because I'm cultured, and I don't need to be overpowered with my flavors. <laughs> <laughs> But no, just it's because it's a staple. It's consistent. Yeah,
0: it yeah, fair enough. All right, James, you're number one. And then maybe we have time for shout outs. Maybe
1: not? Well, at, we're going to go over. So we're good. We'll just well, do are we already we... over? <laughs> yeah, we're one. Fi- we're one fifty nine. So this is
0: we're going long. Okay. We're going long today. We're probably going to talk about CM Punk. Though. We're, we're not going to talk about CM Punk. I said we, we can now that we're already yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, we can. Um, okay
1: because there's some new developments we should probably should uh touch on that um my, mine's number one's relatively new and it might be special edition but i saw it back on a shelf the other day and i was like oh thank god um part you know what dustin you should actually be on board with this because there's a little bit of you in everything that i've just said like it represents all of you and this should this should be your favorite chip
0: and that this is can be like some like indian masala one <laughs>
1: listen i'm funny not racist uh the the chip is miss vicky spicy ketchup it is yes the best fucking potato chip i've ever had in my entire life it's the spiciness that you said because you're a brown guy it's gotten spicy for you it's got the ketchup that you already had on your list and it's miss vicky's dude it is so good it's
2: my wife hunted it down at costco one day It is fan-fucking-tastic. You have two bites. You're like, I don't know if I like this. And then the bag's gone. You're like, that was amazing.
1: Yeah. Best shit
2: I've
1: ever had in my entire life. And they make the spicy dill pickle too, which very good, but not on spicy ketchup level. There's a
2: spicy dill? Dude, yes. I didn't know this. Yes. (laughs) 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 Hey, They got a spicy dill. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. i might have to get that. This weekend?
1: Do you wanna do you wanna do Punk or Shadows?
0: Let's save Punk because there's developments and it sounds like okay. We I can button this in. A we minute. should we um, should
1: talk Punk now though because tomorrow's Wednesday, so we should at least briefly talk about it.
0: Okay, I don't even so, know what happened. So, so this is this is the story. So uh, AEW had their uh, All Out pay per view in Chicago on Sunday night. And CM Punk was in the main event, and he had a match with John Moxley, and it was a good match. And CM Punk uh, won the world championship. Cool. After the show, uh, AEW does a media press conference, media scrum kind of thing,
1: which is like and half in, the, which is like half in character for Maddie who doesn't know or watches. It's like half in character and half out of character with Tony Khan. So like, he's sitting there with the talent coming in and out, and sometimes they're in character, but like Chris Jericho spoke entirely out of character
0: right so it is kind of a weird gray area like the tag champs uh swerve and keith lee were almost entirely in character and i think tony storm was in. Ca- so it's it's gray like you don't really know what is these guys are going to say when they get up to these microphones and it's i mean legitimate as legitimate as wrestling media can be it is the legitimate wrestling media you know uh brian alvarez is there dave Meltzer is there uh I don't think Sean Ross Sapp was there, but like he sends people from Fightful. So Denise Salcedo was there. Like, so the, it's like the people that you trust in Nick Houseman was there, too. Like, it's the people that you trust in wrestling journalism were there asking questions at this yeah. uh, press conference. So CM Punk was the first guy and the benches are now clearing at the Blue Jays game. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Appropriate. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for uh, Maddie, who's on a few second delayed than I am. Well, yeah, because uh, they, they just tied it up. No, I, I have no idea what the score is. Six, six. So Punk sits down and Nick Hausman was going to ask him the first question. And before Nick even asked the question, Punk immediately just said, Hey, Nick, I got a question for you. <laughs> so he's asking the, the reporters the questions. And he's asking if he's, if he's friends with Colt Cabana. And Nick's like, no, I'm not friends with Colt. And basically Punk's issue is that at some point back in May, Maybe it wasn't even back in May. Whatever it was, at some point in the wrestling media, people were talking about the legal issue between CM Punk and Colt Cabana, and people were talking about when Colt Cabana supposedly got moved from the AEW roster to the Ring of Honor roster, so essentially demoted. And there were people speculating that because of Punk's uh, no longer relationship with Colt Cabana, that Punk had something to do with moving... Cabana off the AEW roster to the Ring of Honor roster. Some like people were speculating that oh CM Punk's here now, so he doesn't want to work with Cole Cabana, so he got him like demoted to Ring of Honor. Punk obviously was not very happy about this. But wait, so it's not it's not reason, speculation.
1: He... It's not entirely speculation because that it because the locker room was talking about it because Nick Houseman apparently got his information from.
0: Well, okay, so. I don't know who specifically Nick Houseman got his information from. It was alluded by Punk that he got this information from the Young Bucks. And Hangman Page. I don't Page. know if that's where. And or Hangman Page or whomever. Like, so that, the we will call yeah. it. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Punk was uh, very upset about this whole situation. For whatever reason, he took this opportunity to just tear into Cole Cabana like just totally murder this guy on, uh, live on this press conference. And I mean, the, the impression I got is that he's like, I don't have anything to do with this guy. I don't care where he works. Like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this guy. I don't care. Stop asking me about him. I'm done with this. Um, there's probably a uh, better way to have said that, but I mean, he's punk, he's very you know bold and, uh, nose sometimes in the way he well, says that and it's and been, been how happened? long it's been a decade
1: right and people are still giving a shit who this guy's friends with like i can't fault him for being that upset like watch the clip Matt. it's worth watching the the I'll 10 watch 15 i'll
2: mute while you guys talk about it it's 10, like 23
0: 15. minutes
1: yeah it's
2: <laughs> you'll, you'll
1: have but he goes forward. but he basically goes mm. off saying like fuck scott colden he's a piece of shit he has a bank account with his mother like he's like He's like, I paid all his legal bills. I told him to fuck off. Like he sued me anyway. Like there's a lot, like you said, to unpack into that, but he basically laid everything out on the table so people would shut the fuck up. So that part about punk and like you said, well, brash and insulting to Colt. I also like, man, after a decade of people being like, what happened between you and Cole? Why are you fucking Colt over? What happened? Cole, man, Colt. like at some point you're probably just like, man, shut the fuck up
0: yeah so and so into and fairness to punk you're right the narrative always was that cabana's the good dude and punk fucked him over and no one understood why and punk never talked about it like he never defended himself on it and because he said when I, you defend
1: yourself it sounds like you're defending yourself that's what he said he, he said that verbatim yes. in the press conference he never defended himself because then it just sounds like you're defending yourself
0: right So, and the reason why he went up there and started spewing all this, like we said, like happened 10 years ago, is because of the situation with Adam Cole, or excuse me, Adam Page, where back in May, when Adam Page and CM Punk were having their world title match, for whatever reason, Adam Page decided to uh, do a promo on CM Punk that was very heavily referencing his relationship with Colt Cabana and how he's like, wants to win this match to defend AEW from CM Punk, like as if CM Punk's like the bad guy coming in and, you know, you don't belong here We're we, I stand with Colt Cabana and like, fuck this guy sort of thing. Obviously I'm c- completely paraphrasing what he said. That is not word for word what Adam Page said, but that was the impression that at least based on what CM Punk had said on Sunday night slash Monday morning. He was upset about what Adam Page did in the ring that night when the the goal is supposed to be let's get people to buy this pay-per-view instead of let's, you know, bring up all this old shit about something that doesn't matter has nothing to do with any of this. This is a personal issue that you're bringing into this that has nothing to do with this world championship match. They have the match, Punk gets hurt, he goes away, and then essentially the next time he's able to talk on TV is months later. And so I think that's why there's this disconnect of what what's going on. Because Adam Page did this thing in May. And then it's not until August when Punk comes back and retaliates for something that happened in May. And I think that's where some people are looking at it and saying, like, well, Punk's the asshole for just totally. Which he admittedly Adam Page. said
1: he should he should never have done. He's like I lowered myself to that level and I shouldn't have done it.
0: Right. Like, so if you don't know what we're talking about, when uh, CM Punk made his comeback from injury, he's in a championship match against John Moxley, but he takes the microphone on, on live television Is he comes out and he says, okay, so uh, uh, Adam Page, like he just essentially called yeah. Adam Page rematch names. Come on,
1: yeah. Says it's not, he calls him out and he knows Adam Page can't come out there. Like he's either not there or like, He's like, there's like, he knows that he's not coming. So right, like it,
0: we know this segment has eight minutes. The segment is to consist of CM Punk and John Moxley. Yeah. So I can't just go walk out there with a the microphone, like that's. So like, then, like, when he doesn't he go didn't... out
1: there, he says that's not cowboy shit; it's coward shit, right? Yeah. So he basically buries the fuck out of Page on live TV.
0: And so Punk then, during this media scrum, explained why he did all this, and he explained because it was the thing with Cole Cabana. And he explained that um, he isn't exactly a fan of Adam Page because he thinks, and he has some choice words and he, as he explained who uh, he thinks Adam Page is and called him a bit like an idiot and blah, blah, blah. Moron, yeah. Then he openly said something along the lines of like, this happened because we have like morons who are AVPs or excuse me, EVPs." And obviously referencing the Young Bucks. And man, like the guy went on for like 10 minutes. It felt like 10 minutes. Maybe it was less than that. He went on for a long time. And when no one asked him a question, like Nick Housen was literally just about to ask him a question. And then he just went on a rant about Cabana, about Page and about About the Bucks. And if you look at it in context, they're not necessarily his direct boss, but like they are executive vice presidents of the company that you work for and you are, openly publicly like just burying these guys so wait
1: and- before before we move forward here there's a couple things to, to level set number one having workers in that position has never like active roster members has never panned out it didn't work for wcw right it caused so many problems it's probably not a good idea here like you know what I mean? Because Paige lost the title to Punk and I gotta believe there's some professional jealousy there that, that, that's also underlying, right? For sure. Punk was brought in and, and you can't deny took AEW to a different stratosphere. Like, he sells tickets. He, he moves the needle for that company. Maybe He's maybe not a needle mover in the way Roman Reigns is, the whole needle mover comment, but he does for that company, right? To get them to the next step. And he said also that these guys don't take advice from vets. Like Adam Page said, I don't need to listen to these people. I'm good. And he raised a good point. Like you should be open. The amount of minds they have in that locker room between, like he said, Malenko, Mark Henry, like there's people that they should be listening to i don't like they're still young well not the bucks and omega aren't very young but adam page is very old
0: he's still in his 20s like there's a lot you know i think and he's I, still in his 20s but yeah he's like, relatively speaking for a professional wrestler adam page is very young
1: there's there's a lot i think they set that up in a very combustible framework like i don't believe and I believe that's probably why Cody is no longer there.
0: So that's, I mean, that's an entirely different conversation. I think right. you're right. And I think Cody has definitely um, got his feet up right now. And obviously he's injured and recovering, but like I, metaphorically speaking, he has his feet up looking at back at AEW and thinking, oof, <laughs> I got out of there at the right time, right? Yeah. So ultimately it. It's hard to formulate an opinion on this because I feel like it's it's something we've heard of for, for a long time that there is a divide in this locker room and there's like the guys who are professional wrestling guys and there's the guys who are the, I don't know, I'll call it the new w- way of doing professional wrestling. You have the wrestlers and you have, for lack of a better word, dancers. And what I mean by dancers are the guys who are uh, more... Prof- they're more performers than they are, like, wrestlers. And I'm not trying to be pejorative in any way, but I think uh, Kenny Omega would agree with that assessment, that he is a performing artist more than a professional wrestler. But if I were to go to FTR and call them performing artists, they would punch me in the face. So I think there's a clear delineation of, like, there's that type of wrestler, and there's that type of wrestler. And AEW has both of them. And for a long time... The Young Bucks and Omega and Page and all those guys who being considered, you know, as the elite, the executive vice presidents of this company, were the guys, and they were the ones who were promoted as top guys. They were the ones who were at the top of the cards. But then slowly, Brian Danielson comes in, CM Punk comes in, FTR comes in, and Claudio Castagnoli comes in, and all of a sudden. The entire landscape of that company is changing. There may be some resentment for that. And I don't know who's right or who's wrong in this situation. I I can see both sides of it. Um, I think if it was me and I was in that company, I probably would be on the side of CM Punk just because I'm more of a traditional wrestling fan like i would be the guy who would go to jerry lynn for advice i would be the guy who would go to jim ross for advice he did say the one saying fuck these guys right you know
1: he did say something interesting he said what did i ever do to deserve the the perception and treatment he gets everything we've heard has always been that it's rumored that he's difficult to work with right but like What's difficult to work with? Like we don't know what. Like two things can be true here. One, he's right in everything he said. Two, he handled it very poorly. Like those those things can both be true. Um,
2: it's the Kobe I, I, thing. I,
1: I, yeah, like he said. He said I, the, I, these guys couldn't manage a target, <laughs> but he's probably. I mean, that was. He's probably that's, right. That's
0: the, that's the thing about Punk because he's so articulate and he's so funny, but. It's insulting. It's insulting, right? Like you're you're talking about essentially not necessarily your bosses, because, but you executive vice presidents of this company that can't want a target. Is what and you
1: said. he is smarter than they. Are. Like objectively speaking, he's a he's a smarter guy than a lot of those guys are. Like you can tell just again by the way he talks and presents himself. He's not he's not a fucking moron. He's not, um, you know, even the way he was talking about. Listen. He's he said he's there to the house. He's there to sell tickets. He's there to help Tony Khan make money. Like that's he's not he's not there, he's not there to get himself over. Like he has no he has nothing to get over.
0: Well, no, and I think he proved that with the title situation with Moxley. Like him losing the unification undisputed championship in three Moxley seconds was done to elevate John Moxley. Because when Moxley was interim champion. I don't think anyone in the world believed that Moxley was going to beat Punk. Like, you you understand Punk is here and everyone else is here. But when they did the unification match and Moxley beat his ass in a minute, it was like, oh. Now all of a sudden people will now see Moxley on the same level as Punk. And now you're buying the pay-per-view. You're selling tickets. So when you do the pay-per-view, you're selling tickets. People are more interested in Moxley versus Punk after Moxley squashed Punk. Like, you're trying to get... So I understand what he means, and I understand that he is there to help the company. I I believe all of these things. But Punk has a a prickliness to him where he can come off the wrong way to certain people, and I don't think he cares whether he does or he doesn't. He just does what he wants to do, and sometimes that doesn't make you the most liked person in the locker room. So much so that after the... uh, press conference and this is where the things get sketchy because n- ever all we know for sure based on the reports that we have heard so the far video. at this moment a security this guard
1: took off <laughs> on video security right. guard took off
0: yeah so so we know there was a commotion and like police officers are running out the door towards the commotion so we know that for sure based on uh, reporters who are in the room when it happened. There was reports from people who were not CM Punk and not the Young Bucks and not Kenny Omega and not Ace Steel. So an unnamed source who was there uh, reported that the Young Bucks confronted CM Punk in the locker room. Like he asked him to do. He said, come find me. Well, I I mean, I think he was speaking like... (laughs) Like, he said it more aggressively than he probably needed to. No, he it, said, if you have to. a problem
1: with me, come find me and we'll talk about it.
0: So, he did invite well, people I to find him. I, well, But, I mean, I think you anyone would say that in that situation. I know, well, yeah. Where it's like, if you have a problem with me, come see... Like, I think what he's trying... I think you also have to, like... He was, he was, baiting, understand. He was baiting them. I don't know if he was baiting. So, uh, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't think that was his intent. I could be wrong. Like, I'm just reading intent, obviously. But... I think you also have to listen to CM Punk and like almost use like a translation in your brain. Like he's just a very brash guy. I don't think he was necessarily challenging anyone to a fight. I think what he was just trying to say was, let's sort this shit out. If you have a problem with me, let's talk about it. Now, he didn't necessarily use those words specifically, and it may have come off as sounding like a fight, a challenge to a fight, which is what it sounded like ensued, where Punk supposedly went back to his locker room I think Ace Steel was already there and the Bucks came storming in and there was some sort of altercation supposedly according to reports uh, Punk (laughs) punched Nick Jackson or Matt Jackson excuse me Ace Steel supposedly threw a chair at Nick Jackson
1: knocked him out apparently
0: I mean yeah and and supposedly (laughs) Ace Steel (laughs) also uh, pulled Kenny Omega's hair and bit him he bit a man now, nice. this is again like we don't have confirmation in any of this. This is the story that's floating around. Um, there are a number of guys who are scheduled for TV Wednesday, who are not going to be there now. Supposedly, and we're not going to know until Wednesday happens. But that might indicate that a number of guys have been suspended because of this. But man, like that's just this. This shit's getting out of control to where these guys are like trying to kill each other in the locker room instead of like making money off this
2: well inmates so, are running the asylum now right that, and, and that's, that's the uh, problem uh, okay. I, I
1: say with having talent in that position exactly. is never a good idea um apparently sean ross Sapp said punk is gonna have to make major amends to remain with the company but to me
2: you think he gives a shit though as a business no, person either.
1: i think Whatever, you, i think you're betting on the wrong horse here i agree as a so, business person
0: I, so I, I I I like where you're going with this. So if I'm Tony Khan, I'm putting on the the hat of the owner of the company. There's two ways to look at it. Who is your biggest star in the situation? It's not even close. It's CM Punk. Okay, so you keep Punk. Can I still operate without Nick, Matt, Kenny, and Paige? You can. They basically have. But those are. And It's a good point. You basically have Kenny Omega has been
1: gone for almost two years. The Young Bucks were relegated to mid-card feuds. Hangman was gone. They they weren't. They basically weren't
0: there. But but, and here's the here's the issue that they may be looking at. That's four guys I would have to get rid of. That's four salaries that I'm not paying anymore. Those that's four like four guys who have office jobs. There's Kenny Omega supposedly. I don't know to what capacity, but Kenny Omega is in charge of this video game project. Yeah. Like there's that's there's four positions you're going to have to fill because of this whole scenario. So then the other thing is, okay, well, maybe we just get rid of the guy who bit somebody. And say, well, maybe we don't need a steel around, which I can understand. It's probably a reasonable thing to do. And I'm not, I'm not asking for anyone to get fired. I don't, I don't want to see anyone lose their job. But if that was the thought process and you say, okay, well, he it was a pretty serious assault, probably shouldn't have done that. Not to mention you threw the chair at him, at a at an executive vice president. Like you assaulted an executive vice president and bit him. But I can also see the scenario where CM Punk is like, if you're firing A hey, Steel, I'm leaving. Yep. And maybe that's where the issue is here now, where they're pretty much convinced that they're shipping out a steal and punk is like well if he's going i'm going
1: to be honest i think they need to just find a room to figure out like where they're like put them on far sides of the room and they gotta like they gotta figure they're they're all infinitely stronger together than they are apart and that's what i think these people fail to realize is that regardless of who comes in whether it's claudio malachi black i think he's on the way out but like you're you're It's for the betterment of the company. Like, you're stronger as a sum of the parts than you would be losing some of them. And if they can all put their shit to rest, it would be an infinitely better position for for all of them. Punk makes more money with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega being in that company. Like, he does, right? Because they are seasoning on the product. They, They may not be the meat anymore, but they are a very tasty seasoning. Punk is... Going to make the young bucks and Kenny Omega a shit ton more money than they would have. Figure it out. Like, again, the problem comes with having guys in positions because Tony Khan can't turn around and be like, "Listen, he can," but they have They have a leg to stand on to say, "You can't talk to me like that, Tony." Right? Like, if they were his like employees as workers, he can be like, "Listen, stay the fucking line." But he didn't. He didn't do that, right? So we'll see what happens, man. Wednesday's going to be weird. And listen, part of me for half a second was like, Tony Khan kept saying, uh, people don't like each other. They don't always get along. They'll say things, but it makes it interesting. And you know, it makes for great. And part of me thought maybe this is just all made up, but the reports like the poor. Yeah. Right. But the reports of people getting bitten and like knocked out, like, it can't, like, and the stuff that he said about Cole, like, no, there's no way Cole was like, yeah, cool, it'll be great. Like, say that. So, like, there's no way. No.
0: I, I don't think there's a way that any of this is I think Tony's trying works. to spin it so that it's a better thing. Well, I think that's what he needs to do.
1: Right? Like, yeah, so tune think, in dynamite, see
0: what <laughs> happens. Exactly. So, I think for the good of the company and for the good of business, these guys need to put their shit aside. And your next pay per view is. You know, CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. And off to the races you go. That'll be the biggest buy rate your, your pay-per-view will ever have. Because
2: I thought I were sure thinking about it. working stiff at that point, though, with someone that he really doesn't like. But
0: here's the thing. If
1: you're the Bucks or you're Kenny Omega, listen, I don't care how good of pro wrestlers you think you are. And I don't care how shitty of a UFC fighter you think CM Punk is. CM Punk did kind of fight in the UFC. Like in a real fight, he probably beats the shit out of those guys. Like,
0: I mean, the, if we're taking bets on a real fight, I, I probably would take CM Punk. But, I mean, Punk is also old and beat up, so who knows? True. But but yeah, maybe this yes, is though. all
1: setting up a big trios match. Punk and FTR versus Kenny and the Young Bucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's money to be made here, and it all depends on how they proceed going forward.
1: And maybe, you know what, maybe for, for those guys, they're looking at the new WWE landscape and being like, there are options if it doesn't work out here anymore.
0: Well, them. you know, that's a good point. I don't think the Bucks have options. I think they they burned their bridge with. I don't New Japan.
1: I think they can go to. I think Triple H would take them in a heartbeat. I don't. No.
0: I think Triple H would want nothing to do with those guys, to be honest. And also consider. You don't think that Kevin Owens, be- who
1: Triple H loves, wouldn't be able to be like these are my best friends?
0: Nope. That's not how WWE works, though. I mean I will I think it is now. I I think you're right Matt like based on Vince McMahon era like Vince would have absolutely nothing to do with these guys. But with Triple H, you're right. I I James like I think he Triple H or I think he would go to Kevin and get an opinion or Kevin like he would listen to Kevin if he gave him one. But I think he'd also listen to Cody.
1: True. I, I think Cody's a much bigger star than than all three of them.
0: And I don't I I don't know. We don't. No. We still have no idea what happened with Cody and the Bucks. But uh, the fact that Cody doesn't work there anymore, he gave up an executive vice president job to go back to WWE where he hated it. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It will. It will be interesting. That's what I mean. I right? like, don't think the Bucks have anywhere else to go because if, assuming if I'm right, if Triple H isn't interested, and if, as I'm assuming, New Japan has no interest in them, or that's what I They're mean, right? Like.
2: But this, this this screams to me, it's like, if they have issues in New Japan and they don't want them, and then, like, as you say, WWE has nothing, wants nothing to do with them, that lends to me to more say Punk would be in the right when it comes to it with them, because the issue typically lies with them. If they're getting thrown out or people just don't want to deal with them.
1: And that's kind of what I was going to get at, too. That's exactly the point I was going to make. Like, everyone sits here and shit out of Punk this. Punk's terrible to work with. Yo, WWE would have
0: brought in Punk back they allowed I think now I think now more than ever they would
1: they 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 allowed him to work on the Fox show and I know it's not entirely but like you got to imagine they had some say in in there's Fox a lane they 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 gave an okay they they blessed punk being on the Fox show they did
0: there's yeah cuz if they really didn't want it that gets cut okay so how about this you're Triple H
2: you, you take you rather
0: would you, you rather <laughs> yeah you're already answering you already know where I'm going would you rather have CM Punk or would you rather have the Bucks Omega and Page Punk
2: I I think you I think you have Punk just because I think not only long term in terms of understanding the business capability ability he draws more the pop and the initial response to him coming back would eclipse anything long term just in Punk, short term would eclipse anything those guys would bring to the WWE. Those yeah. guys might get like a, oh cool, it's something new, it's something fresh, and then in three weeks, no one gives a shit because they're probably opening a RAW.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's history there too, right? Like there's history you can build on. They have no history. They're just guys, guy A and B
2: coming over. But like I like like you guys said earlier, where how they're performers and you know Punk is a wrestler, right? You know, like those guys are dancers and punk's more of, you know, the it's the same thing with like music, right? You have people who are artists and you have people who are great performers.
0: Yeah, you have you have pop music
2: and you have punk rock. Yes. You have Coheed and you
0: have Apple One Direction. Beauty. One Direction, whatever. And I both are very popular to different audiences. Yeah. So uh, I'm not like trying to down talk one over the other. It's just different they are yeah. different things it's a weird if situation if you're young man. and
2: just into wrestling now you like the Young Bucks if you're me who used to love it and sit there and watch it every week whatever you you like the old school guys that you know bring the actual technical aspect to the show
0: yeah
1: it'll be interesting to see man I don't think we've ever seen anything like this we're at two and a half hours though
0: yeah probably time to start wrapping uh, are we doing a shout outs? yeah we can do it real quick
2: Quick shout-out.
0: That's right. It's time for shout-outs. It is one of our favorite topics of the week, mainly just because I can hear that Maven entrance music, which is probably the best entrance music in the history of the WWE. Well, at least one of them. Uh, My shout-out this week goes to... And I've already lost it. Oh, there it is. It it goes to a restaurant called Barrio in Tremont, Ohio. the taco place? Tremont is technically a town, but it's in Cleveland. Tremont's the area of uh, Ohio. Anyways, um, really cool uh, Mexican place that was like hop, skip, and jump right away from our Airbnb on Sunday. And dude, the chorizo queso dip to start, and we had these tacos that were just like Coca-Cola marinated steak and it was just <laughs> fantastic incredible so if you're in the uh, Cleveland area check out Barrio they're awesome
1: my shout out is to the people I sat around at the TFC game when I sat down clearly a new football fan and said man if we lose 3-2 that would suck and then we ended up losing 4-3 and all these football fans who are clearly diehard football fans and are much larger football fans than I uh, didn't immediately beat the shit out of me In hooligan fashion So I'm going to give them a shout out Because it was actually You know what they, Again it, Even in terms of a sports crowd The most Like least Belligerent Annoying Like There wasn't a lot of drunks Saying dumb shit Like it wasn't You know uh, Maybe it's because they're not Depressed like Leaf fans Or bored like Jays fans It's like that happy medium So um Yeah people sit around me making sure that when i say dumb shit and it turns out to be true uh they didn't beat me up
2: mine goes to and for this is more directly sports related i guess but for a dude who's got who got shit on for a couple weeks shout out to boba shet for telling people to shut up and doing three homers and then cranking one today even though they're kind of losing right now but shout out to that dude for not getting distracted it all and just saying you know what f you and
0: going out there and showing them how it's done and that is how this show is done and shout out to you for subscribing and for listening and for sharing with your friends we greatly appreciate it we will see you next week for episode 22 of 43.6 the sports podcast you always wanted